You're listening to The People's Pitch, the official podcast of Minneapolis City Soccer Club, brought to you by Football Stadium Prince. Let's start the show. And as I talked about just a couple minutes ago, as Joe Watt stands over this one, he appears to be the one taking the penalty here. Uh, This is a huge confidence booster if you're a Duluth. Worst case scenario for City City right here. And it's stopped! And it's stopped! Totally redeems himself. Oliver with the right foot. The shot is Oliver! Justin Oliver will break the scoreless tie. And it is 1-0 Minneapolis City. It's Hutton now on the offense with the left foot. And it is now 2-0 Minneapolis City. Good finish. Nick Hutton taking his quick victory lap. Live from Udapil's Brewing. Oh, the feedback. We're hot. Beautiful Bryn Mawr, Minneapolis. Hello. (laughs) This is the People's Pitch, the official podcast of your Minneapolis City Soccer Club. By my side, as always, is one of the greats, John Bizworm. John, it seems like just yesterday that we were firing up the computer and a bottle of bourbon in the conference room at your old work. With no idea what we do were episode doing. episode one. Here we are six years later, turning yeah, 200. Yeah, Here, cheers, cheers to that. 200. Wow, I, and I figured out, for the folks watching online, I blend in perfectly with this thing behind me. You look great. Like, <laughs> I, I could not be more festive. Uh, Oktoberfest. Uh, but no, Nate, 200. Wow. Uh, You're I speechless, thought, obviously. I mean, honestly, I thought we would have been canceled by now. Like, we didn't say <laughs> anything specifically that I thought we should be canceled for, but we also didn't really say anything that really mattered that much. So, I mean, why not? Just cancel us. But awesome to be here. Awesome. We got some great stuff going on tonight. Uh, can't wait to bring some of the folks on. Uh, we got some special guests that are going to come in through the Zoom or mm-hmm. through the, the technology. We got our, our producer, Tyler, here to my left, who you can't see. He really is the person, if you could see all these cords that are everywhere. Uh, he's the guy putting it all together for yeah. us. So thanks, Tyler. Um, but yeah, man, let's dive in. Let's right. just get after it. Well, to properly celebrate our 200th episode, like John said, we've got the, we've got guests that are going to run the gamut from being a big part uh, of the podcast in the club's past, mm-hmm. all the way to guests that truly represent the future, which is very, very cool. Uh, the soccer Buddha is in the house. I just saw him around here. We were really excited to co- talk to Coach Jeremy Ivaskovich. Uh, we'll be joined via Zoom, hopefully, by another blast from the past. First-year city player Andy Laurie is going to join us. He's, a, he's is, always a good one. Yes. Uh, we've got uh, Joe from Udapils. He's going he's gonna to walk out of the office and come and sit down next to us. He's in his own house here with us. Uh, we'll talk about the brewery and how it's grown and, and how cool it is to, to partner with them. And then we're going to talk to a player who hopes to be a part of Minneapolis City for years to come, just like his brother was, Futures Defender, Nick Kent is here, and so many guests, because another year one player and Minneapolis City mainstay, Abdallah Ba, is going to be here. We are very excited. His first appearance on the pod. Yeah. I I mean, he's been been done some, like, game, like, post-game interviews. Yeah, I've interviewed him and stuff, but, yeah, yeah. yeah, nothing nothing official here. But first, John, we got to talk. We got to look back on what 200 episodes look like, because it feels like a lot. (laughs) Before we got started, what... I really, I always forget this. We never really talk about it anymore. What conversations led to like, hey, I know we barely have a club, but uh, we should also have a podcast? I remember it vividly, Nate. Um, we were working together at an ad agency uh, with 
club chairman Dan Hudeman during that time, and and we had just finalized the the eight, 18 players were going to come play with us. So we're like, we have a team. We can actually play soccer. <laughs> we have a team. So I'm I'm driving home from that night of work, and and I'm listening to Serial, the podcast. So you're familiar with the Serial? Uh, about did, people did, that kill people? No, did like Adnan do it? Like that, that the NPR, it was like the podcast that got everyone into podcasts. Okay. Um, and I was listening to Not it. Not Serial Killers. Well, I mean, it was about a killer. Just look it up. Okay. Do your, do your, do your homework, man. Just look it up. <laughs> Jeez. So... I mean, it was around, like, late 2015, and I was like, you know, like, I've heard podcasts before, but I have never, like, done one. I, we can figure it out. Like, if they can do it, we can do it, right? Um, so I went home. I bought a microphone. I just started doing some research. And the next day, I came to work, and I was like, hey, man, you want to do a podcast from Minneapolis City with me? And you're like, yeah, sure. And then the microphone came. We did the show two <laughs> days later, and now we're here. Uh, so, like, uh, yeah, I mean, it, that's how it all started. And, it, and like, Everything we do was more like we kind of have a passion project. We're like, we're going to figure this out, and we're going to make it work. In the beginning, it was, it was terrible. <laughs> it was so bad. We didn't know what we were going to do. I still haven't figured out to stop saying um and ah uh, and all the stuff that people hate, but that's just who I am. I'm, un- I'm unapologetic <laughs> about it. Hey, man, you've got to be yourself. You be you, as the kids say. But, yeah, but that's how we started, and now we're here. And I think we've, we've – I mean – all of a sudden now, Jimmy. We had Jimmy Conrad from the U.S. national team on. I mean, that's a pretty big one to get. And we'll talk. We'll, we had a little clip of him later on today. But like, we just worked at it, mm-hmm. and I, and I think that we've done a good job, if I if I may say so myself. Yeah, I mean that's true. Like in, the, in those early days, dude. Like we we really were figuring out how this thing worked on the fly. Like we just <laughs> equipment wise, our editing process. Yeah. Uh, how many platforms we've been through? Like all of it has evolved over the years. I don't even remember the first platform that the podcast lived on. <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's, it's defunct, and that kind of left. That, that's why we haven't been on Spotify for so long. But now yeah. we are. Uh, at first, I think we were successful really because we didn't know what we didn't know. Right. We just we just kind of dove in. Uh, you know, we didn't really care about standards. Besides, like we just had something to talk about, and we had a couple couple. Soccer players that wanted to come by, and we had a bottle of whiskey. That's pretty much it. I mean, definitely for sure. And if people could only hear the one lost episode that <laughs> I, I, I stumbled home. I forgot we were going to record. I went to a neighborhood Christmas party, and a bad idea. I was a total mess. <laughs> we recorded it, we and were, then I was like, buddy, we can't air this. We, we couldn't air it. We couldn't air it. But along the way, like you said, we've had some awesome people that have come on. We talked about Jimmy Conrad. I interviewed my dad. Uh, yeah, which was great. It's something that I think that is like a kind of a legacy project for me because I'll be able to listen to that like forever, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I think like we developed the chemistry and in, 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 over time too. And but what the one thing I think that is what people need to know is that it's actually a lot harder to do this than you think. <laughs> like the preparation, like we, it has now become part of your and I's lives once a week or biweekly or monthly, depending on the off season. Like we actually, like this is a thing for us. Like we have to fit it in because yeah. you can't just throw a microphone together and then talk about soccer. We tried that and it worked enough, but we want to, we want to be professionally amateur podcast hosts. Yeah. I mean, as the, as the team got bigger and as you know, storylines got bigger, like we had to, we had to adapt. Yeah. Um, like we take notes now. Yeah, we take notes now. I wrote these notes, but I'll, I'll say it. Like, I'm just really lucky to to be here and to be your friend and have been doing this with you for oh, for six years. <laughs> and I think that you know, hopefully, the next the next 200 episodes are gonna are gonna pan out just as just as well. I think our you know what used to be just you and I form like a two man operation has really grown grown into what's gonna be the yeah. the heart of this club's 
content creation going into the year. I mean, that, that has grown into game day broadcasts. It's grown into what's going to be uh, social videos and, you know, fi- a four, potentially a four camera game day experience. And, uh, you know, yeah. the, the streaming, the, the crazy game day streams that we're going to do. The lower league E-Cup? Yeah, the lower we're league E-Cup. <laughs> we, there's just so much that, that we, we've grown so much over, over the last six years. Yeah. What do you think has been the secret to, to staying in the game besides just not wanting to quit? I like, mean, how, how first, are we off, still here? first off, you talking about like, I'm so glad we're friends. Like, don't make me cry, man. Uh, hey, Said I wasn't going to do only, this, Nate. This is the only <laughs> emotional moment of the night. Um, but you're, you're right. Like, it was kind of just good luck that like... You're, you're a cool dude. You wanted to get into soccer more. We were starting this thing out. Um, you know, you wanted to volunteer your time. We were in a shitty garage at the barnyard. That like Our podcast morphed into us being announcers together and doing stuff that like made no sense. Mm-hmm. Like Whenever the ref would call a bad call, we would say, like, you know, that's not a good call, ref, yeah. over like a loudspeaker at a soccer <laughs> game. Like, no league standards. Um, but Don Garber would not appreciate no, that. No, no. But then it moved into like you being the game day announcer and me working in the booth with all of a sudden, like one of the guys from the biggest sports radio broadcast network in the country is like, on our team. Yeah. Tyler was an intern. And now if we didn't have Tyler, we'd be totally screwed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, then we're talking about Tyler's brother and his wife who do camera work. Then we have Finn who are bringing on, who does some awesome social media content. Um, you know, it's, and we're thinking about having a sideline reporter for mm. our, our games. Like, yeah. like that never would have happened if, if we hadn't just taken a chance on starting something. And now we've morphed into all this other stuff. It's gonna be great. Yeah. I've watched a lot of Copa games that have had worse production value than we have. Yeah, uh, I can say that, like, the Paramount Plus stuff that has, like, Mo Adu is, like, the main guy. <laughs> like, I- I'm better than that guy. Mm-hmm. This it, is what I'm saying. It makes <laughs> me mad. We should, we should put a tape together, and, and we're going to be the ones calling, like, the next Copa Sudamerica. Well, do you remember I got the English email from an eSports, uh, like, an eSports company talking about, like, hey, we're going to be doing a FIFA thing? <laughs> no. Yeah, hold on to that thought because I think we've got some surprises, and later on I think there's going to be something that yeah. that maybe counters that narrative. <laughs> maybe yeah. we uh, we love so we've played a lot of games. Part of the show has always been playing games uh, with with our guests to kind of fill the time and to, <laughs> to loosen them up and to make them feel like that this isn't just like a grilling. Um, you know, we've had the lightning round. We've had ask John anything. We've had crow facts, which yeah. is which was great. There might be one more. I don't really remember. What has been your favorite game? Oh, got to be Ask John Anything. Of course it is. <laughs> yeah. I mean, not, not just because it was me, but like, dude, the, how fun with some of that, those questions. I mean, that created some really, really good content. And I, can, I came to the realization that I'm such an open book and unapologetic that it, uh, I mean, a lot of those questions were borderline. I almost folded, uh, but I got real nervous towards the end, Nate, where like some of the questions, I was like, I don't know if I can answer this. And I was like, yeah. all right, screw it. I'm going to answer it. Um, and I was kind of edge of my seat, but there was a very close second. And if people uh, who listen to the podcast uh, actually get to the end of the show, uh, uh, last season, I wrote the clothes for you, and then you wrote the clothes for me. And we didn't know what each other was writing, and there was some really good stuff in there. Like, apparently I have, like, sex mannequins in my house. Well, that, not you, only that, but a lot of, like... <laughs> A lot of like body pillows, yeah, like just things you like to cuddle. I made fun of the fact that you're overweight 
a lot. Come but, on. But now you're, but now you're getting in shape. You look great. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, I got my Roseville 35-plus co-ed soccer league to think about. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. You, you do. I mean, mm-hmm. you should just be playing with Stegmans. We got the Stegmans guys in the house tonight. Might as well just make a pitch for that. <laughs> all right, yeah. I'll send a highlight reel. Uh, so <laughs> throughout the night, all night, we're going to be we're going to be looking back at a lot of our favorite moments, a lot like uh, a lot like the games, but a little bit more on the interview side from the past 200 episodes. We'll even have a few windows like one. I think that's going to be coming up here really quickly. Yeah, real short. We're treated to a few special hellos. A lot of people have uh, have sent us messages, mm-hmm. past guests, friends of the pod. I think it's it's going to be a great night, John. I want to really fire. Let's fire this thing up. Let's do this. Yeah, well, cheers, man. All right. One well, more. Let's get after it. Mm hmm. Oh, wait, hold on. One thing. What? Thank you, Oodapils. Oh, yeah. Holy shit. We forgot to thank the people who are hosting us. Good job, guys. Can See, I say shit on YouTube? I think you can. Uh, maybe maybe we'll, uh, we'll find that out later. We'll get banned. <laughs> uh, shadow banned. <laughs> Whatever that means. Kids, tell us that. Yeah. Uh, but, no, thank you so much to Oodapils. We'll be thanking our sponsors throughout the night. But uh, without, without these folks, we would, we'd be doing this in, like, your shitty basement or my shitty basement. Yeah. So, thank you. Cheers. <laughs> and and they, they make you look great. I thought that was a pretzel, by the way, above their logo, but it's not. I don't even know what I'm They're just gold rings. Yeah. It'd be better if it was a pretzel. Well, we'll call it a pretzel. All right. Well, we're going to take a break here. Uh, like I said, we've got some special, special messages from some special friends, and then we're going to be back with our first guest shortly. Nate and Biz, congrats on episode number 200. Feels like just yesterday I was tending to a city player after getting hit square in the boys with you guys mere feet away trying to record a podcast episode. Congratulations again. Hope you guys have many more episodes to come, and hopefully you've got some good old granddad rants coming our way as well. Cheers, boys. Hey, guys. How you doing? Allie Lipscher here. Um, just wanted to say congratulations on your 200th show. Uh, it's amazing what you guys have put together, not only with Minneapolis City and the club, but you've now managed to talk about it for, for hundreds of hours. Um, and raptured the attention of, of adoring fans uh, all over the country. Um, so congratulations, looking forward to more great podcasts, looking forward to supporting the team um, in the USL this year. And she's bored with me. Um, and be well, miss you guys tons and can't wait to get out and support you at the games. Take care. Hey there, Sonny D'Alessandro here. Um, congratulations, Nate, on surviving 200 podcasts with the only person I've ever known to survive Louisiana River ear disorder. Uh, It's a rare feat, the rarest feat, perhaps. So congratulations to you guys both. Uh, Here's to 200 more episodes. Keep fighting the good fight. Hey, Nate, Biz, just want to congratulate you guys on 200 awesome episodes with the People's Pitch podcast. Um, There's always this unique noise you hear in every episode. I thought I would contribute to it. Cheers to you guys on a great 200 episodes. I'll keep listening. You keep providing the great content. Only content that uh, we might need to have a talk with is, I think it's been like 100 episodes since the Chazzle Dazzle's been on. We're going to have to have some talks. Have a great episode, guys. What's up, Biz? What's up, Nate? Calling to say congrats, fellas. 200 episodes is incredible. You guys are the best of the business. You go to on everything Minnesota soccer. Appreciate you guys. What's up, lovely listeners of the People's Pitch podcast? It's your boy, Papa Panther. Uh, I just wanted to drop in and congratulate John and Nate on 
200 episodes. I remember being on one way back when. I don't remember if that was before or after the Milwaukee trip when uh, we got so drunk I tried to polka with John's dad. But uh, anyway, here's to 200 more episodes. Cheers, boys. Hello, John and Nate and the people. So first and foremost, before we talk about the man sitting in between us, the cream to our Oreo cookie filling right here, is uh, do you remember when he tried to poke it with my dad at the beer hall? I was, no. I mean, I or think. you had gone home at that the point. The beer hall was blurry. Yeah, very blurry. I think, uh, actually, Jeremy probably drove my wife and I back to the hotel. <laughs> Dan drove me home. Uh, uh, but I remember sure. by then, you and Wexy had shattered two mugs yeah two giant mugs yeah. of beer playing your you were trying to teach him the game where you, there was like a rhythm it's, to like the it, doo, 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 it's doo, the stein doo, dance. the cheersing the stein dance yeah and i think on like two in a row he just wham right yeah. into yours and they exploded everywhere yeah you know what we, we didn't pay for a dime no who that. cares yeah that's the house that biz, <laughs> the bizworms built anyways <laughs> let's uh let's get beyond that so first up joining us tonight is coach Jeremy Iwaskovich, I always say it wrong, of Bethel University. Jeremy served as our assistant coach in our first year and has joined, joined the studio in episode eight way, way back. Jeremy, as, as it's literally been 192 episodes <laughs> since you were last on. Uh, how you been, man? What do you got your hands dirty in these days? Uh, man, thanks for having me. Uh, appreciate it. Good to see you guys. I yeah. was actually the assistant coach for the first two years. Oh, really? Yeah. You just weren't around a lot the second No, no, no. But now I've been, uh, you know, season supporter um, from the get-go, uh, behind the scenes talking to all, all the, the coaches, all, all, all y'all. Yeah. Yeah. Um, still at Bethel Coaching, finished another master's degree. I tend to collect You're graduate degrees. You're a master, degrees. master. Yeah, I have a master, master. So um, a lot of family time, a lot of soccer. You know, trying to embrace Minnesota, fellas. And just one season at a time making that Bethel program That's tick, right? right? Every <laughs> you have to embrace Minnesota, Minnesota though, or it's going to drive you crazy. It's a true story. Oh. I, I was just excited that I got, I got a good Jeremy hug. It's been so long since I actually hugged another person <laughs> but my wife, you know, or my kids. <laughs> it was really nice to just give, give another guy a hug, and I knew that, that guy was you. It felt great. <laughs> Oh, great. Uh, so first thing we want to talk about. And your body pillow. Yeah, my body pillow. Mm -hmm. First thing we want to talk about, clearly, early days, right? Um, you know, how did you get hooked up with us? And, and, like, what were those first steps in the early days like? You know, the first trial we had. You know, what were you and, and Coach Keith Kicker thinking about, like, to build year one? <laughs> So uh, <laughs> my memory is terrible, and I tried to warn John that, man, I, I hardly remember anything. It's all a blur. Um, the short story is that Keith and I go way back, and I don't honestly remember how we got hooked up, you know, when, when, when Keith met you guys and started mm -hmm. this ball rolling, but he kind of brought me into it and said, hey, I met these guys. They're kind of cool. They're kind of crazy. They've got this vision. You know, you want in. And I said, well, maybe. And I think it was a meeting. I met you at a coffee shop on Grand or something yeah, in St. Paul. I, I remember I, it was with the three of us. Yeah, yeah. And I think and I think my soccer soul connected with your soccer soul. Yeah, and, and I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> I'm in. This guy, this guy is legit, and I want to be a part of it. So we're that talking was, about kicking people, and you're like, yeah. Well, you were like, oh, you know, anybody can dance and you know do little tricks, but can you slide tackle, get up and ping a forty yard ball to somebody's foot? And I'm like, yes, you're my guy. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, that that was kind of the the start of it. Um, yeah. The, the and then um, the early days were, 
it was hodgepodge, man. We were all over the place. We were in some dome, in Donnie's Dome in Orono. We were at Richfield. We were basically on any patch of grass or turf we could find. And a uh, pretty funny story about that, though. Um, I was recently talking with uh, Samuel Ruiz Plaza, and, yeah. he, and he, he reminded me, he said, you know, one of my favorite practices with the city was when we were at Richfield High School, and the field was double booked. And so we had to go train behind the goal. Yeah, on, I remember like, that. the half yeah. arc. Yeah. And he said, it was so fun. We just played. I had to step in to fill out yeah, numbers. Yeah, I think you and I yeah, both did. Yeah, you and I, I both think. stepped in, like, to play. <laughs> and then we both realized, like, maybe this isn't our speed. Real quick. <laughs> Real quick. These kids yeah. are good. Yeah. yeah these guys like, are fast and like, strong. Yeah. It's like Matt Gway is a really, really hard to knock the ball off of. I, I've oh kicked him goodness. so hard. Yeah. He won't, he won't move. I know, right? How many times did Andy Laurie just nutmeg me? I don't know, but it's really yeah. fun. So. Yeah. How many stepovers did he do? We're going to talk so about many. that when he's on today. I'll tell you that. He loves them. <laughs> he loves a good step over. So, yeah, it was – I don't know if that answers the question, but – No, it totally does. I mean, it was – like you said, it was a hodgepodge. It was building like one day at a time. Like we knew when games were, but we didn't know what was happening in between. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Well, I remember I, in those days, too, guys were coming out. Like, I was just getting it. That was my introduction to the local soccer scene, mm-hmm. right, is, is the, the kids that would show up and Samo interview with us, Matt Elder interview with us. Um, I think Duncan Whirling showed up, and it was yeah. just like, oh, there's, there's talent here. And, and You knew Will because you worked with his mom. Yeah, and I knew, so that was always cool. That was cool, too. Yeah. And just to be like, These, uh, there are a lot of people locally that are very good at soccer, and it felt like – it felt like we got them all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And the ones we didn't get, we took from Minnesota United Reserves for the Open Cup, and now they're, then, the they were with year. us the yeah, next yeah, year. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, excellent work. Yeah, excellent super work fun. Recruiting. I, will have, I, I would be remiss if I didn't say this. It was fun to meet the three of you. So John, Dan, and Nick were this, like, trifecta. And John and I kind of connected soccer-wise, and Dan cast this big vision, and he was this big picture, and, you know, follow me into this cool thing we're going to do, and then. Nick just kind of stared daggers at me, and I felt like he probably hated me, but oh, no. it's just how Nick rolls, and mm-hmm. it took me a minute to, like, get that. But, like, the, I think the trifecta will always stick in my brain of, like, the brain trust. Yeah. Know? We're all a different piece of the puzzle. Yes. And the, the reason why Nick was just looking at you is because he's the paperwork guy. <laughs> he's really good at paperwork. I mean, honestly, and he'll yeah. even tell you, he's good at paperwork. Um, so he has that intensity because he doesn't speak much, but he does all the stuff behind the scenes yes. that you don't want to do. And all of that prep work meant a really tough first test eventually as we started the PLA season and our first game was against John's favorite club, his sto- the, the storied house that, that Biz built. Not Biz, the Biz Worms. Like, I didn't like, I wasn't out there laying brick, all right? Well, like, well, yeah. Milwaukee Bavarians, right? And we ended up walking away with a 0-0 draw, which was pretty respectable, um, but, you know, it was, it was an absolute slugfest. What were your thoughts now that you saw Minneapolis City in action what were your thoughts, and, and were you excited? Were you, were you still nervous? Well, did you know? Did you did you have any idea what the rest of the season would have, would have in store? I knew we were onto something. Um, we went down there, traveled, and obviously, there's a lot of uh, there's a steep learning curve. Like, mm-hmm. what does it mean to travel? What does it mean to, to kind of get a roster together and go play on the road? And the Bavarians are a well-oiled machine. And I don't know if you guys remember that game, but. I remember they had a huge target forward, and it was really simple. Up, back, through. Yeah. Everybody knew what they were doing, and we just couldn't, couldn't really stop them. Um, thankfully, you know, we kept a clean sheet and maybe, you know, <laughs> got a point when maybe we shouldn't have, but it, it kind of, like, lit a little bit under us. Like, oh, okay. This is kind of – those are the big dogs, and we, we, can, we can compete. We didn't even and, have all our guys either. Yeah, we didn't have all our guys. There's a, a long list of yeah. uh, <laughs> what we learned. 
But I think it was exciting more than anything, and it kind of gave us a little bit of a catalyst into, oh, hey, can't wait to get home and play in front of our own fans, can't wait to get more guys in the mix. So if anything, I think it was it was just very exciting and kind of, yeah, like lit a, lit a match. Or It did spoil us a little bit too because that was the, that was the first game in the PLA, first, the, you know, the first away game, the first away experience, and the club has its own beer hall. The club has its own, like, complex. Like, the, the Milwaukee Bavarians complex is something that you're just not going to see here in Minneapolis with any, with any club. Yes. Um, and, and when you looked forward, then we've got other storied organizations like the, the Croatians, Croatians. Yeah. right? <clears throat> and we have to worry about them. And, a, and, of course, if we make it through to the playoffs, we've got to wor- we had to worry about uh, the Carpathians, who we... We ended up running into anyway. Yeah, last we, year. we showed those guys how to play <laughs> soccer this last summer. But, but uh, well, think but about like the Cedar Rapids Rampage. All those pro mm-hmm. indoor guys. How mm-hmm. good were they? Very on turf. They made us look stupid. Dan Bun. He was yeah. so good. <laughs> so I have, I have two quick stories. Sorry. Yeah, that's great. Perfect. Perfect. Original Bavarians game. Um, I, I knew again. When did I know this was something cool and special? Well, at that game, the first game, our fans, the Crows or the Cats or whatever you want to call them kind of got in a fight with their fans. Yeah, it was a little, there was some banter. There was mm. some banter. Yeah. And it was friendly, but then maybe got a little bit like, hey, knock it off when our when our fans got maybe a little too rowdy. And and we kind of all loved it because we were like, hey, this is these are adults playing soccer. Just calm <laughs> down, you know? And then, and then the, the other time was a home game, and you said man bun. Man, I will never forget that story. And I, I share that with multiple people. We're playing, I think it was Rampage. Cedar Rapids, yeah. yeah. And we had to beat them to get in the playoffs. And their center defender had a man bun. And our fans were on the far side, and there was a group maybe of 10 to 20, I don't know. And they just chanted, which felt like for 30 minutes, it might have been 5 or 10, but they just chanted, man bun, man bun, give us a wave. Man (laughs) bun, man bun. And they, they were relentless until... Man bun waved. Yep. And then man bun waved. Hey. And, then and then it stopped. And then it stopped. After <laughs> and then it stopped. It. <laughs> and when that, when that happened, I just, you know, I'm like, these guys are legit. And they're going to they're gonna be just fine. So <laughs> I've since forgotten that guy's name. But I remember he was also. He's a field goal I, kicker. He was, a, he was the field goal kicker. And I remember the balls that he could place yes. out, of, out of the back line were just probably a little, little, little advanced for the PLA. But that was, that was the extent of his skill. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, besides hair growth. <laughs> I swear, that's true. That's true. Um, so, Jeremy, we talked earlier about where you're trying to kind of build the club. Not really sure. Just kind of going into it and seeing, hey, we've got some good players. Let's see what we can do. Um, but really, it's the intangibles that you have brought to the club that have been, if, you could, if I could say it, your legacy. Mm. Uh, you know, it's, it really has led to the club's sustained success, in, in my opinion. Uh, I would say, first of all, the club catch the first club catchphrase we ever had. Soccer is a gift. It's amazing. Yeah, it's still from, here. Came from you. You know, many players text me the emoji of a soccer ball and a present all the time. I can't tell you how, how happy that makes me. You guys. <laughs> I, I really mean it. Like gratitude's a big one for me, and soccer is a gift, and uh, it keep, keeps giving. Obviously, it's the best sport in the world. Mm-hmm. And I tell my guys at Bethel, the real gift are the people. And the, yeah. the relationships you make along the way. And, and that's what I think the club embodies, that idea of soccer is the gift, but the gift is the relationships that we build. And, like, yeah, going down the player list and even seeing you guys at night, I give you a big hug because, man, I, I, it's awesome. It's yeah. fun to see you. It's so, yeah. it's so, so great. So I'm, I, I can't tell you how happy my heart is to hear that. 
what do you, I mean, that's a big part of that is making sure that the players, the coaches, even the fans, you've got the right perspective, right? This is lower league soccer. What does it mean to have that, the correct perspective, the right perspective, um, you know, at lower league soccer, the lower league level, or really at any level when it comes to soccer? That's a good question. And I think there's a deep answer. I think there's a shallow answer. I'm just going to jump in the deep end. Yeah, that's why you're here. <laughs> well, it's going to lead into our next, next question. So do, please <laughs> do. <laughs> I mean, I think one of the things that makes City unique and special is that you guys are brutally honest and then you follow through. And I think that's very, very important in lower league soccer, understanding perspective, saying, listen, we're not trying to be somebody, we're not trying to be uh, Minnesota United. We're not trying to be something we're not. We're just trying to be us. And, and I think that's part of the beauty of the club is that you guys don't not only say it, but you embody it. Mm-hmm. And, and that, that brutal, honest, like this is who we are, this is who we want to be, this is the next step we're going to take, I, I think that's a game changer for you guys. So, It's okay to say we are, for instance, we're in the NPSL, and the goal is just to be the, be, win the NPSL North. Yes. And then you do it, and the, the next goal is we're just going to try to make the playoffs. And the next goal is like, oh, shit, we can do this. Like, let's yeah. win this whole thing. Let's win yeah. the whole thing. Yeah. yeah. So I'm going to build off that. So we, we call you the soccer Buddha. Mm. I'll take it. You're known in some circles. Some circles, <laughs> may, but our circle, you are known as that. Like mm-hmm. whenever I talk to MVB, I'm like, talk to the Buddha last night. He's like, oh, yeah, he's like, I talked to him last week. Um, your philosophy and teaching, I think, gave birth to the mantra that we call the brotherhood. Mm. So you keep, you've talked a lot about, like, you know, it's about the people. Um, you know, a, a player, a locker room culture. That, that I mean, all a player philosophy and a locker room culture that still lives on today. And, like, Ben Wexler took that and ran with it. He was that, he's a big brotherhood guy. Yeah. Um, but And Matt Elder. And Matt yeah. Elder. But tell us, like, without getting too deep here, I know we're, <laughs> we do have some time. We have to – we can bring out another time and talk deeper. But talk about your overarching soccer philosophy about the game and, and how that maybe led to, like, how the brotherhood started with City and then now how it's just kind of spread. Man, that's a, that is a deep question. Uh, I think, I think, I think soccer is the best game in the world, and I think it's beautiful, and I think it's the the game that most replicates what life is like. In in within the game, you have ups and downs and rhythms, and you have success and you have failure, and you have um, good times and hard times, all within this ninety minute context, all in the confines of this rectangle, and and you can't <laughs> you can't do it by yourself. 11, 11 men matter. It's a, it's a weak link sport. It's not a strong link sport. Mm-hmm. You know, we're only as good as our weakest player. And, and this, is why, this is why Messi can't win games by himself. That's why he's won a World Cup. Because, mm-hmm. because it's a weak link sport. And so, so I think ultimately that's what gave birth to this is that we need everybody to be on board. And um, that means not just the guys in the field, but everybody on the bench and everybody at training and everybody who didn't make the travel roster. And the and, support staff. And the, and the support staff yeah. and the fans. And we, we need everybody to be behind us and together kind of aligned with this, with the vision of, hey, this is for us. And so I think that's, that's a short, quick answer I can give you. Um, and that's steeped in a lot of theology and philosophy and lots of other things that I kind of read about. Are you going to write a book about this? It's possible, man. I, I joke, think you should. I joke about it. I think you should. <laughs> I'd be happy to. I've read some pretty terrible Toss soccer in some books. Toss in some notes you, there. You could write a book. Yeah. Here, here, here's, what, here's what I'll say, though, and this is where I think where I jived with City. I think it's possible 
to work your butt off and have fun at the same time. I think mm-hmm. those two things coexist. Yeah. And, and to be honest, I think you have the most fun when you work your butt off with people you care about. And so in those early days, when we had these guys who, you know, some of them knew each other, some didn't. It was like, listen, we're going to work hard and we're going to have fun. And I think that's the, that's the spirit that John and Dan and Nick had, and that's the spirit that the supporters brought. And, you know, the amount of work behind the scenes that people did to make everything happen, like, <laughs> mind-blowing. And so I think as a coaching staff, it's like, hey, we're just a part of this, and we see all these other people working their butts off. Well, let's, let's do it too, and we're going to invite the players into it as well. And so, I don't what, was, know. what was that like? Like you had guys that had played together, you had or played against each other, like, like, like kind of knew each other, Stiggy, right? Yeah. Like a lot of those younger guys, Will Kidd, right? They all goose. They all kind of knew each other. They played against each other, and then you had guys like our next guest, Andy Laurie, coming yeah. in. You know, you had some veterans, some older dudes that that were that were showing up to just kind of keep playing soccer, yeah, and keep keep doing it at a high level. Yeah. Like what was what was that like in the early days to to see that come together? Well, I think the context was so unique that everybody was kind of like, I don't know, this is new. Let's, what's this about? Let's see. So there was a yeah. posture of like humility and openness to like, I don't know, I've never done this. And we asked guys to play out of position. And we asked guys to come off the bench who maybe who never had. And, and, but everybody's open to it mm-hmm. because of the, 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 the new thing that was being created. And, and yeah, man, it was a, it was a mess sometimes. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. But it was also beautiful sometimes. Yeah. And yeah. I think that's the birth of any new thing is like that. I mean, we, we, we're, we're going to cut a question out because it will go too long. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But we, I wanted to talk about, like, when you said the mess, <laughs> the beautiful mess. Yes. Our last game away in Madison was the beautiful what mess. What a beautiful mess that was. Where you and I had to coach the team. We can do it. Let's talk about it. We, we had, had ele- time. We had 11 players. We have time. 12 if you count the club chairman being our backup goalie just so we had a sub. <laughs> just still mad that he didn't play. For some reason, I, I, was, you for some I, reason I was on the bench. Like, I was going to do anything. Yeah, you just sat there and yelled at the ref. <laughs> I remember that, yeah. Remember you and I talked before the game. We're like, unless he has to go in, he's not going in. <laughs> we were not letting Dan play. The other thing about that game is, like, on the way to Madison, you had to pick Sam Forrest well, we up didn't. in the airport. The, bu- the van that was driving, I don't even know who was driving the van. Because you were with Dan, right? It's possible. No, maybe I was driving the van. Maybe I was. You were with me. No, I was with you. So someone drove a van. Who knows who it was? But we picked up Sam Forsgren on the road, on like at the airport, and uh, he had, was like gallivanting around the, at yeah. the Euros in Europe. <laughs> had not played soccer in a month. His brother brought his cleats. Yeah. We go there. Well, Andy Laurie, we're talking to next. He was kind of injured, yeah. so he had to kind of just sit and do nothing until like he got enough energy to go do something. And then we we went down one nothing. Then we tie it. Then we go. Then we go, then we go down two to one. We tie it. Then we go score the third goal. Yeah. And Sam Forsgren did all that himself. Yeah, like he literally did it all himself. It and then he, crazy. I don't think he ever played again. <laughs> no, that up. was it. That was it. And we're at Bree Stevens Field where Ford Madison plays now, and like, that's when it was grass, remember? Yeah, it was huge. I just remember it being was beautiful. Huge. huge, and it was hot, and it was grass. So hot. They had a, they had, and they had a beer vendor in the yeah. stadium, yeah. which was like for the PLA, uh, it, second only to the Bavarians, right? Yeah, where because you're probably hall. the first and last person who ever drink beer on the bench for Minneapolis <laughs> City <laughs> at that game. <laughs> I'll take it. I love it. <laughs> but yeah, dude, talk about the, the, the beautiful pieces, the, but the beautiful mess. That was a beautiful mess. Yeah, I think that's a that, that's a perfect example of what it was like the first couple of years. Um, it, it was, uh, again, you take one step, and you take the next step, and then you take the next step. I mean, that game, I remember very little of the actual game. I do remember saying something to the effect of, guys, soccer's really weird. 
and you just got to play 90 minutes and see what happens. Yeah. And, that was uh, at halftime. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, we went down, and I think it was a silly goal, and the, one of our defenders who maybe contributed to the conceding ended up getting either the he's, game winner. He scored, or, he scored the tying goal. He scored yeah, the tying Lance, goal. it was Lance, Lance Gaspar. Yeah, Lance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Great that was Matt Murakami so, before, Matt, before he was around. It was Lance Gaspar was the pre-Matt Murakami. Pretty much, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And I remember Matt Eldred saved one off the line. And he'll say it didn't go in, but it went in. It went in. It, it was w- a goal. Yeah, but he yeah sorry, it. Matt. <laughs> um, but, but, yeah. So, yeah, so I, I, mean, I think ultimately that's a perfect example of the club was 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 bold and courageous and just fought for night. I mean, hey, we're just going to battle for 90 minutes and see what happens. And and that was on the field, but I think off the field as well. It's like, hey, we're going to be bold and courageous and we're just going to fight for as long as we can. Yeah. So that's what it's all about, man. And now, is, now here we are. We're enter, <laughs> entering year six. Unbelievable. And I think uh, we've also written your book title, title. Soccer is bold and courageous. Bold or and just courageous. bold and courageous. Comma, soccer is a gift. Is a gift, guys. Oh, here we go. <laughs> Ghostwriting. I yeah. do think it's amazing to have seen how far you guys have come. And yeah. It really is It really is unique, special, beautiful. Um, it's really fun more than anything. And everything from the futures to the, I don't know, all the teams you guys are juggling right oh, now. So many, there's so many balls in the air. So many balls. <laughs> but, man, I'm, I'm, hyped that, I'm hyped that you guys are doing it. Yeah, I mean – we are even more than, than the early days now. It feels like Minneapolis City is home to some of the best players in the state, mm-hmm. if not all of the best players in the state, mm-hmm. right? Um, and not only that, but for the up-and-coming kids, yeah. we're, we're helping to serve as a pipeline Absolutely. to, you know, from high school up to, up to the college level to kind of identify that, that young talent, developing them, getting them ready. You are the ultimate coaching insider. What, uh, at the youth level and the college level, like, what do you... What's the word on the street, man, around Minneapolis City? That's something I'm always curious about in coaching circles. Without blowing any secrets, like, what do you hear from your peers and your colleagues around the club? Valuable? Hacks? No, 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 man. 100%. It's good stuff. Um, the kids, so at the college level, the kids are all talking about it. They know. Um, well, that's, that's good. Yeah. It's good. It, it's really good. <laughs> so, and you're like, guess what? I was there when I started. <laughs> <laughs> I know people. Yeah. Um, no, but they, they're talking about it, and there's a buzz for sure. Um, you know, the futures thing is, is really quite helpful. Minneapolis City 2 last year. I don't know what, what it's going to be called this year. What it's just doing. Minneapolis City and then the futures. Okay. So, but the, the, the system that you guys have set up is, is, is legit, and people are talking about it. And, um, and it's fun, man. Again, like, people know. And the, the, the more – I think we've talked about this before too, but like players talk. Mm-hmm. So players talk to other players and, and that's the best advertising you're ever going to get is word of mouth from the guys who are in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and as a recruiter, you know, at the college level, that's what I'd say about that. You know, it's like if your players who are participating in the program are an advocate and telling their friends, you're in a good, you're in a good place. Well, so. Perfect. Well, perfect. Well, Jeremy, we could talk to you all day, but we, I feel like the nerves finally they, they dusted off yeah, a little bit you there. Did yeah, you were so worried. So we'll, we'll bring you we'll bring you on to uh, to the audio version, and we'll do it, we'll do it virtually, so you can just be in the confines of your friendly home. Uh, but we'll bring you on in a little bit, and we'll expand this. We'll talk a little more about dive a little bit deeper into philosophy stuff. Talk less about the early days, and talk more about like how the game's progressing. Perfect, love it. All right, man. Well, awesome. Thank you so much, Thanks everyone here. Me. Give a hand Thanks for Mister. <laughs> Sir Jeremy E. Wiskovich from Bethel University. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to see some more stupid videos people sent us. And then uh, we're going we're gonna to talk to uh, our, our buddy, out, I, I believe, out east or out west 
in Mr. Andy Laurie. So stay with us. 100 episode. It's been a long journey for you guys. It's realistically the only podcast you should be listening to. Has the best content. And the most important thing of all, you're hoofing a lot of people, baby. So just once again, I did some math in my little notepad here. Um, with about 200 episodes and 300 people per episode listening, that's about 60,000 times that a person and our listeners have been hoofed. That's a fantastic number. That's probably your greatest achievement and your best feat. So with that, I wanna leave you this. Here's your prize. This is a made painting for me on canvas. Uh, I did it myself. It's only about 75% complete, but you can have it. Take care, guys. Congratulations. Hey, what's up? The People's Pitch Podcast. Luke Hawkinson here. Just wanted to reach out and uh, say congrats to uh, Nate and John on the 200th episode, huge milestone for you guys. Congrats, um, keep it going, more content to come. We love you guys, keep it up. Um, I know I saw Kevin's, uh, Kevin Host's video uh, and he wished you guys more hoofing to come. Uh, I will say that I have been hoofed more than 60,000 times. Um, so you guys got plenty of catching up to do with me and uh, my shins because I've been hoofed plenty um so good luck uh keep it going and congrats again hey fellas congrats nate congrats biz 200 episodes that's an amazing achievement for the pod and the club um very happy for both of you thanks for putting out the content for not only the fans but us former players and current players because uh gives us another outlet to talk about soccer the club and just our overall passion so i absolutely love it I do have one comment that I have to say is I hope that you guys have some time coming up in the next couple episodes because I'd love to come back on. Um, not only do I love saving shots as big game James, but you guys give me an outlet for another hidden talent of mine talking. So um, congrats to you both. Hope to talk soon and uh, go Crows. Biz and Nate, congratulations on 200 episodes. I'm not sure what's more impressive. The fact that you guys can count that high or they've given you a platform to speak 200 times. In all seriousness, though, congrats, and here's to the next 200. Cheers. What's up, everybody? Ian Smith here, coming at you from Oslo, Norway. Just wanted to, to stop in real quick, give a huge congratulations to John and Nate uh, for 200 episodes of The People's Pitch. Uh, it's amazing. seems like The People's Pitch is just like everything else about Minneapolis City. It just keeps getting better and better every single year. Really enjoyed the first 200. Hopefully, here's to the next 200 great episodes as well. Uh, even though I'm not a part of the squad anymore, I'm still grateful to have been a small part of a bigger history of something so wonderful like Minneapolis City. So sending you guys a bunch of love. I'll always be a fan from here and peace out. What's up, guys? Just wanted to congratulate you on the 200 podcast. That's a, a big achievement. Can't believe people are still listening, but you know you guys are doing something right, so, so definitely keep it up. Uh, with all jokes aside, it's an incredible milestone. Um, you know, the, the content, the banter, um, everything that gets talked about is, is absolutely gold. So um, wish you guys the best of luck. Keep going, keep pushing, and don't be shy and come visit down here in sunny Florida. What's up, Biz and Co? Uh, this is Mark Height here. Played for the Crows for two years. Um, Biz wanted me to share a little funny story I had. So the first thing I thought of was the first time I got to play against Duluth. Uh, hadn't really worked my way into the team you know, sheet as, as frequently as I wanted to just yet, but, but Adam needed someone to go and play center mid. I don't really play center mid, you know, five minutes left on the clock. We're up by a goal at this point. 
So I run in, I ask Steve, Ian Smith, you know, what should I do, man? Like, who should I pick up? He's like, just fucking run around. I don't care. And, you know, so that's what I did for, for the last five minutes or so. We ended up picking up three points. So good times. Congrats on episode two. So we are pleased to welcome back to the show the truly only unique person that I've ever met in this club, to be honest with you, <laughs> that no one else replicates. Uh, a club legend both on the field and off the field, former city forward and the owner of the greatest facial hair to ever dawn for 90 minutes, Mr. Andy Laurie. Andy, what's up, man? <laughs> You're shaking your head. Chilling, guys. Just uh, hanging out on the couch in San Diego, living the dream. So where are you joining us from? Are we in are we in Asia, Scandinavia, West Coast, East Coast? Where's where's Lori flying these days? <laughs> Ian Ian Smith was trying to get me to be his agent, but I am currently in San Diego. So just uh, just hanging out. That's nice. Where do you, my sister lives in San Diego? Where do you live? San Diego. Yeah, I like, just told you. Like uh, pretty close to your sister. She's like definitely within thirty minutes. That's perfect. That's perfect. Last time. <laughs> I know. I I'm in. <laughs> Andy, last time we, we spoke, you were, uh, you were about to have a child. And so, like me, we were both, we were both relatively new dads. Um, you were also working in sports right. recruitment. What have you been up to since mm -hmm. then? And uh, what are you getting your hands into these days? Uh, same gig. We're on to number two. Wow. Nice. Hey, all right. Congratulations. Everything works. Yep. Yep. One, one was a smash hit. Yeah. So he has 99% head size for a, a one and a half year old. So obviously, you know, takes after his dad. So Look at that thing. Cool. That's a 10 gallon um, head right there, but, folks. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, just I'm still working in the sports recruiting game. And um, we moved to San Diego. We're in Chattanooga and we just moved to San Diego a couple months ago. So um, left my jacket, but uh yeah, getting ready for number two and then um, just gearing up for the uh, – I got an alumni game with the indoor team that I played in here. So just totally focused on that eight minutes for halftime. <laughs> <laughs> you just go in and just injure someone, just something real gruesome. Totally. So, Andy, I'm just going to yep. – I'm not going to beat around the bush here. So seeing the stuff that, that, that the boys are wearing and the boys are doing these days in city headquarters, you know – Proper playing surfaces, gear. How jealous are you, you know, that it isn't a T-shirt that quickly turns into 40 pounds when, when sweat hits it that is what you wore when you played for us? <laughs> yeah, it's this, the swag's pretty nice. I, I got to be honest. Um, I, uh, yeah, I don't have any. I mean. Well, we're gonna we'll change that. Well, who's to blame for that? It's, but, it's for um, sale on the internet. Yeah, um, but yeah, no, everybody's everybody's looking fresh, um, which is impressive. I what what shocked me the most is the wrinkles. I, I gotta be honest, I'm just seeing I'm seeing some more wrinkles and some receding hairlines. So was was enjoying that on the uh, on the um, the montage. But the, the the kit looks awesome. I, I know mine will be here soon. So just really excited for the comp kit. I'm fired up. Yeah, you know what's going to happen? Time, so. You're going to do what Brandon By did to me when I asked for New England Revolution stuff, and I'm, all of a sudden something from my kid's going to show up, not me. <laughs> <laughs> Andy, uh, you have had the you've had the opportunity to play high-level both amateur soccer um, with stints with you know stints and dips into the pro game, both stateside and abroad. We talked to you about it last time. As Minneapolis City moves into 
kind of running out a team uh, in, on the USL2 level, the highest level of non-professional soccer in the U.S., what advice do you have for the guys as we make this jump this year? As a guy that's been there, as a guy that's played at that level uh, a couple times before, I mean, this is some of their first, this is their first time there for a lot of them. What do they need to know? Kick and run. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> That's uh, no, you don't want to do that. Um, I think, gosh, oh, there's a lot you could say. I think, I mean, without being, there's like 57 cliches that come to mind. But I think the biggest thing is just, and it sounds stupid, but enjoy it. And um, you're probably better than you think you are. And it's, yeah, you're better than you think you are. Andy, we That's know. That's my biggest advice. We know we and only have a few minutes. We only I love that. We only have a few minutes with you, Andy, before your night shift at UPS, the UPS store starts. So I, I, I really want to dive in <laughs> yeah, to, to exactly. the nitty gritty. Away trip banter is some of the best highlights the, the players have, have talked about. Mm. I spoke with Ian Smith, and he told me that there was never a dull moment in the first year traveling with you in particular. Uh, but he told me <laughs> that I have to ask you this. He told me, he said, um, and I figure I found this out you know, after I look, listened back to the last episode we had you on that you're a dollar figure guy. And he said that ask Andy about the time in the van where he asked us and gave his own answer answer of how much you would need to be paid to stop playing soccer for a full year. Do you remember that? I do remember that. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. You were, I, I got you nonplussed on those questions, but yeah, I, I remember that. I, it's always interesting. Just how much, uh, yeah, people were throwing around. I think I was here in 200. I think I was here in 200K. I can't remember. That's what it would take for some, some of the guys. But it, it, would, it wouldn't be bought cheap. No one was, no one was throwing a low, low figure out. So what was your answer? <laughs> <laughs> I don't I can't. Oh, so you're asking me. Yeah. Um, what was, I mean, I'm sure it's right, probably right the same. Now? I mean, I think, no, back then, what was your answer? <laughs> yeah, right now. As you're driving in a you shitty, probably, a shitty van. A shitty van at that time. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, I probably would have done it for a hundred grand. I was getting a little bit older, so yeah. The bank account wasn't looking too fluffy at that point. And in fairness, like the wages were pretty good, but they weren't absolutely incredible. The money was pretty good then with City, but it wasn't quite as good as it is now. So, um, yeah, hundred grand. A hundred grand for you to stop playing for a year. Um, So for a year, yeah, I would have done that for a year. So we don't want to dive into too much, but because we want to entice people to go back to uh, the episode we had you on last, because that's where really all the gold Mm -hmm. happened, right, Nate? Like that, it was such good stuff. So we're kind of dancing around things a little bit. I mean, I could ask you about all the old days stuff, and we, you know, we we could ask you a whole bunch of stuff. But I think you know, while we have you here for a few more minutes, you know what. What was your reaction the first day you got on that barnyard pitch and how awesomely awful was it <laughs> in year one? I mean, watching you guys play on it, it was like, man, you guys are a, a, a possession focused set of guys and this is not it. It's not going to work. <laughs> not the like meatheads hitting the ball up the field for sure. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I was, I was trying to figure out what I was going to do. I just gotten cut. I was just coming back from a knee injury and I was like, I'm going to do this. 
I was like, oh, these guys seem pretty cool. I remember that guy played from Stegman's. He's kind of funny. He seems cool. The coach, Keith, had a he had a good haircut. And I was like, all right, you know, these guys seem cool enough. Buddies coming to pass with. But then and so everything was good. And then that was the the biggest moment of like, like, what the I, yeah, what what are we doing? I was like, I, I, I can't believe I got myself into this. This is this is worse than not only is this worse than high school, this is probably worse than grade school. Um, <laughs> it was pretty bad. And I was like, you know what? Screw it. I said I was going to do it. Let's do this. It sucks. And then the best part was it rained that first game, too. So not only was it like the worst cold ever, but it was soaking wet. It was like so it was like a pond. And the grass wasn't cut. And then the field's like 38 yards wide. And <laughs> I was just like, well, let's do it. I don't know. That was, yeah. And I, I was the oldest guy on the team. So I was like, if I whine about this, then everybody's going to whine about it. So, um, what so mature of you? So mature yeah. of you. <laughs> we asked Jeremy, uh, we asked Jeremy <laughs> this uh, a little bit. I want to get your take on it. As the Jeremy, oldest guy on the team, what was your what was your take? Like, what were you telling some of these kids that were still in high school, like Goose or Will Kidd just finished up high school? Uh, I think Sticky was rapping high school, right? You had a lot of guys that were coming. They were like 17, 18 years old on this team alongside of some guys that were trying to make it in college. Um, and then, then there was you, only a couple years older, but still probably felt like an old man. Like, what were you telling them about, about what, what this experience was going to be like or kind of how to carry themselves? <laughs> yeah i don't know what? that i gave any like deep seated amazing. wisdom You're an amazing i think i flexed bottle. for him a few times like showed him the biceps a couple of times but, um yeah i don't know i honestly I, I, it was a it was a good time for me i had a lot of fun and i uh i needed to it was really a time to like enjoy soccer and fall in love with it again it sounds kind of cliche so i I mean, I was wearing the basketball shorts and the polos. And so I don't know that I always set a great example. Um, but I, I think my example was, you know, enjoy it and, and um, yeah, appreciate your time out there and together. I can't, I don't know that I gave him any advice other than if you want to play at the next level, you probably could if you try really, really hard. You've, uh, you've seen Major League, the movie, right, Andy? Yes. Is that the You're, Charlie Sheen or is yeah. that the, uh, no, that's, that's the, a, no, that's the other Char- dude from Tin Cup. That's, it's it's the Charlie Sheen movie. Oh, that's Charlie, Charlie where, Sheen. Where the, oh, okay. I have not seen that. I've seen the Tin Cup dude. Okay. No, that's Bill Bull Durham. So there's a line in that movie where, where uh, a, one of the players sees a guy and he's got his sleeves cut off and he's got a crazy hairstyle and he's like, who the fuck is this guy? That's the first thing I thought when I saw you wearing basketball shorts and a polo, <laughs> polo shirt. He's the Charlie Sheen of, yeah, you're, uh, of yeah, Minneapolis you're, City. You're Charlie Sheen of Minneapolis City. <laughs> Go watch the movie. Yeah, watch I, watch I, this I, weekend. Well, Andy, just, we don't want to take up more of your time. We know you got a small window tonight, but it's a pleasure speaking with you as always. I wish you, we wish you most success uh, in your off-the-pitch efforts here and in that alumni game. But I, I feel like you're going to have that, that little one doing way too many step-overs step than, than is necessary here in the not-too-distant future. <laughs> got to max it out. Yeah, yeah you got to just really max out the step-overs. That's the big, all about the look. Um, no, thanks for having me on, guys. A, a pleasure. Congrats on 200 episodes. In case I would have forgotten those 200 episodes, I heard it nine times. 
before I got on the call. It's so common. congrats on 200 episodes. That is really impressive. And uh, thanks for having me on and super exciting to be in USL. That's big time. All right. Awesome, man. We'll take it easy. Tell the, uh, tell the missus good luck. Uh, and uh, don't be a stranger, man. Let's, let's stay connected here. Will do, guys. Sounds good. All Thanks, right. Andy. Thanks, Andy. We're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to talk about the yeah. future. The future Everyone's of Minneapolis future. City. Everyone who listens in, it's been a blast to see you guys grow so much over the last several years. And we've been a part of it all the way when we go back to the barnyard, then the knee-high grass with Ian Smith, Matthew Gway, all the fun times that we had there traveling. And being a part of this podcast all the way through has been amazing. And this team is going to continue to grow and do great things in the next year. I'm excited to watch all the way from Arizona. Congratulations again, guys. Peace. Hey guys, congrats on 200 episodes. Um, in honor of your achievement, I decided to take a trip somewhere a little warmer in Minneapolis. Um, but 200 episodes, awesome milestone. Uh, looking forward to the next 200. Hey everyone, Brandon Bai here. Just want to say congratulations on the 200th podcast. I remember my time on, a lot of laughs, a lot of fun. Uh, cheers, and here's to 200 more. Hey, what's up, you guys? Hey, congrats on the big 200 to the most popular and also the most controversial broadcast duo in the history of the lower league cup. Uh, you know, it feels like just yesterday I was waking up to six paragraph emails about you guys being a disgrace to competitive FIFA. Yeah, that's a title I think I'm okay with you guys having, and, and I know you guys feel the same way. So keep being weird, keep being funky, and can't wait to keep following along. Congrats again. Hey guys, uh, Patrick Hodgins here from Milwaukee Bavarians. Just wanted to say a big congratulations to Minneapolis City, Biz, and Nate for their 200th episode. I'm shocked you guys have not been canceled yet. But uh, no, for real, congratulations on everything you guys done. You've done so much for amateur soccer. And uh, just remember, John, we're undefeated against the Crows since 2016. Hey guys, Jonathan Wardlaw with the Little Rock Rangers. Uh, just want to congratulate you on the uh, 200th podcast episode and uh, wish you well. Um, we hope for uh, 200 more. Um, that's all I got. Just congratulations on everything and uh, let Dan know that we're, uh, we're still looking for his car down here in Little Rock. We've got our eyes peeled and um, if we see anything, we'll let you know. What's up everybody? This is Max Kent, uh, former Crow. Uh, wanted to wish the People's Pitch podcast a happy 200th episode. It's quite an achievement, uh, but you know, in reality, what's it compared to all the trophies we've won along the years? Uh, can't can't say enough how much I miss everybody back home. Uh, but I can't wait to watch uh, the Crows fly into the USL two this uh, spring and summer. So hope everyone's well. Talk soon. Hey, John. Hey, Nate. This is Jeremiah Johnson from Minneapolis City Futures. Congratulations on 200 episodes. I remember listening to the first few podcast episodes before the club ever played a game. You guys have definitely come a long way since then. Again, congrats on this milestone achievement. Make sure to celebrate with a few sips of Summit, Utapils, or maybe even Old Granddad. Congratulations, boys. Hey, Nate and John. Brian, you're from The Citizens. I uh, just wanted to congratulate you on your 200th episode of The People's Pitch. Uh, that's huge. You guys have been putting out awesome content. Uh, keep it coming. And remember, just don't drink too much. You still have a show to finish. And uh, as always, fuck Duluth. Hey, Uncle Biz and Nasty Nate. AO here. Congrats on episode 200. 
Uh, I'm honestly surprised that whatever platforms host you have not kicked you off yet. But I think that just goes to show that someone out there likes what you're putting together. So keep bringing the fun, the quirky, the on-brand commentary to our club. And, you know, the Crows are going to fly higher than ever this summer and truly give you something to talk about. Cheers. Hey, everyone. It's Fletcher. Welcome back, folks, to the 200th episode of the People's Pitch Podcast. Been a great night so far. We talked to Andy Laurie, and he's, he, he, never, he hasn't changed. He hasn't aged. He hasn't changed. Um, but next up, we have a person that has a bit of a different story to tell. Uh, we've had siblings play for the club before, whether it was like Justin or Tyler Oliver, Whitney and Martin Brown Jr. But our next guest is someone that joins us under a, the club umbrella and as our first We'll call it like legacy player. Yeah, your legacy pledge. Yeah, a legacy pledge, like a fraternity uh, from a well-known <laughs> soccer family around these parts, uh, and that is former St. Louis Park High School standout and current futures player Nick Kent. Nick, man, welcome to the show. How you doing? Good. How are you guys? Thanks for having me. Is this the first podcast you've ever been on? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we make it easy for you. There, you can make any mistakes you want because it doesn't really matter. Exactly. <laughs> so unless uh, unless these people are really weird and they're getting a little too deep into city fandom, most people have never heard the name Nick Kent. Probably heard Max Kent, your brother, standout key performer for many years at the club. But he's since you know hung his boots up and he's, he's moved, out of here. Moved out to D.C. for a nine to five, and now it's your turn. Uh, Nick is busting onto the scene. Introduce yourself to the fandom. Talk a little bit about your soccer journey, how you uh, how you grew up in the game, and how you got hooked up into Minneapolis City beyond probably the obvious, like uh, my brother was in the club. Yeah, you know, I've uh, been playing soccer a while, whole life. Uh, started with uh, St. Louis Park Soccer Club, moved on to Park Valley, and then eventually made the switch to Tonka Fusion Elite, and then okay. been playing there for, you know, five years now. And then just last year, just started Minneapolis City, the Futures uh, program. And then, yeah, I mean, I mean, you said not state the obvious, but I got it. Introduced Minneapolis City through my brother. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So kind of just been following them ever since he started back in, uh, you know, 2017, 2018. So, sure, yeah. sure. So I'm also a product of, of having a father who, uh, who coached and it was heavily integrated into soccer, the soccer world that way. What was it like growing up in, in, in that type of household for you? I, I, th- I feel like I know the answer, but what was it like for you? Uh, was it like mine where there was a soccer ball always going around, things getting broken, fights breaking out? Yeah, you know, I mean, we always had a soccer ball in the house, but it was never something that was like pushed onto us. Um, yeah, we, all, we all kind of adventures through all different sports you know I've played basketball hockey baseball so I've played a bunch of different sports but um yeah it's just kind of something we all love to do we all did it together so um yeah but it was nice having a you know parents that both played soccer and mm-hmm. uh, kind of like little figures to follow after and yeah, you know, yeah. it's it's kind of nice because like like my my parents never forced the game on me there was just always a soccer ball around but like I also played basketball I played tennis played golf I, I played those other things and it was great it's great when, when you run into a soccer family who is also is okay with other sports because I feel like there's a lot of times where you just kind of get forced into one thing and then that's when the burnout happens and you kind of organically find like, hey, you know, like I, I feel like you're like me where you're like, you know what, soccer is kind of my thing. I kind of like it, but I also like going on dunking on guys. I assume you can do that. I can't. Um, but uh, but shooting hoops and, and doing other things is fun. I know you kicked field goals for the football team. Uh, did you ever think about taking that to the next level um you know I started that this year um so it was kind of last minute we yeah. just kind of got asked by the football coach so we 
we adventured with that a little bit, but, you know, I've always wanted to play soccer at the next level. So, yeah. um, I mean, it crossed my mind occasionally to, to maybe try to go on and, you know, pursue football, but I've always kind of wanted to just keep Well, you're in a good spot that we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about to, to help you get that exposure and that environment to move you to the next level. Yeah, we, so we won't talk about your brother too much more after this, but, uh, but I'd have to guess you're introduced to Minneapolis City, like you said, by watching him play for the Crows. But uh, I don't know, what, must have, what was it like for you a few years back being like, I guess my brother's playing for this minor league soccer team. Uh, I'll go and watch <laughs> uh, a couple matches and check it out. And seeing the environment, seeing people actually cheering for him, um, knowing his name, yeah, no, like some people <laughs> that knew his name. Like, what was that like to come and watch and play in between your own soccer stuff? And what did, what did you take back to your to your club to Tom Confusion and, and talk to them about? Like, you guys, there's this thing across town that we could we could do one day. Yeah, no, um, I mean, the first time I went to watch him, you know, I didn't really know what to expect. Uh, I was like, yeah, I guess it's you know minor league soccer. What can it be like? But you know, I got there, and, you know, the level, level was super high, and yeah. it's n- it not nothing like I expected, but, um, yeah, and then this year, especially, I was when I kind of started to notice, like, the crowds getting really big, and, you know, the games were wild, so I kind of just brought that back and told people, like, this is something you all got to check out. Um, mm-hmm. The environment's always super positive, super fun, you know, food trucks, stuff like that, so yeah. super fun environment. So, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, oh, how, ex- how exciting to think, like, oh, man, one day I could be here. Even, even though it's just like playing at Augsburg in front of a bunch of weirdos. <laughs> <laughs> Lovable weirdos. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, it, it's super exciting, yeah. Um, I mean, you think about it, like all the families that come out, uh, you know, people that, are, people that are raising their kids to, like, watch Minneapolis City is something that's kind of, that's kind of intense, but uh, it's, it's got to be fun to, to gear up for. Yeah, no, for sure. And I think something that's super special, it's not even the people who come and watch, I don't think are people... Obviously, everyone support Minneapolis City, but, you know, everything, everyone, or everyone that goes there just really loves soccer and just wants mm-hmm. to, you know, be a part of that community. And, yeah. yeah which is well, you fun. played in the Futures final, right, last yeah. year? Like, there was, like, people came out to watch yeah. the, the Futures final of seven aside play. Yeah. Like, they, they, don't, they don't care what, what it is underneath the banner. They just yeah. come watch it. No, for sure, yeah. No, it was super fun to have the final at Augsburg last year because, you know, the whole season it was at, you know, Champions, Champions Hall, Hall. <laughs> with just the coaches watching. So yeah. uh, to have it at Augsburg and have some, a couple fans there was super fun. So we clearly know you're a member of the Futures program. Um, you were part of the first ever class, so now you're in, you're, you're in the, your sophomore season of, of the Futures program. I mean, you've been involved in high-level club soccer before, um, you know, but I'm interested in your perception about what the program is like for a younger player. I mean, I, I have my thoughts on it, but, you know, you know, what has it done for you? Or what's your perception on it? What has it done for you as a player to, like, grow? And, and what has it been like to move forward as you, kind of, uh, you, you were called into the senior training this week? Like, what's it been like for that progression for you from um, starting? No, yeah, for sure. I mean, last year I came to the tryout not really knowing what to expect. Uh, I was like... Like, I, I came with a friend. I came with a buddy from St. Louis Park. We were both, I mean, some of the younger guys there. So yeah. we were a little nervous, but we got there, and, you know, the level was super high, super competitive. Um, everyone was kind of pushing to get a spot into whatever the 40 I guys. Remember, I remember that. some of those <laughs> got pretty heated. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. And uh, I think the nice thing about, like, the environment at the Futures program is that just super competitive. Everyone's trying to, you know, you know, win the, you know, even if it's just a rondo, everyone's trying to win a rondo, you know, yeah. win a 5v5 or something like that, and it's just a really competitive environment where everyone's just trying to kind of push each other to 
know, get better. Sure. Do you, do you feel like it's different than like an ODP environment? Yeah, I would say a little bit. I feel like the ODP environment that I was a part of, I think once or twice is just a lot about, you know, impressing the coaches, impressing like, or making the team. Mm-hmm. And I think this environment's a little different just because you're, you're kind of trying to just show what you can do mm-hmm. just even to the other players, I think. And there's more of like a family community or family feel to it. It's not just like everyone for themselves. Yeah. You know, you're playing with guys that you get to know throughout the course of the, you know, five months that the futures goes for. So yeah, yeah. It's, it's a little different. And I, I mean, I'm letting the cat out of the bag. I'm your, I'm, I'm your mentor coach. We'll talk a little about that in a second. But like, I, I agree with you. I think it's more of like a, I, I, I can see it even like after our, our win last week, where it's like everyone's super excited, and 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 our goalkeeper saves two penalties. Like everyone goes in and, and like is is giving him the love because yeah, we won, but like he won the yeah, game he for won, us. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. <clears throat> so supportive. Uh, so lots of good soccer coming out of St. Louis Park. Turns out not all of those players are ending up in Minneapolis City, <laughs> yeah. which is interesting. Uh, not everyone going to our club. Are you are you excited to uh, to step out onto your home school, home high school field one day and, and represent Minneapolis City? Yeah, you know, um, I definitely hope to be back there one day. It's a stadium that always has a good, you know, vibe to it and always gets good fans to it. So I'd, I'd be happy to go back there and play a game. So, I think you'll do okay. Yeah, I think I think it'll be all right. Uh, as we, you know, we we move forward, opening up opportunities to integrate futures with the senior team. Like I mentioned, you were you were there just a few days ago. Uh, what was that? What was that like for you? And and what did you learn from it to kind of see where the levels at, where you need to maybe plus up some things? You felt comfortable in other areas. Like overall, how how did you like it? Yeah, um, I mean, even like when I got to the futures program last year, is already like one of the highest levels I've played at. And then I got to the senior team training on, I think, uh, Tuesday. And then it's just a whole nother level <laughs> <Yeah>. there. <laughs> like, a lot faster, a yeah. lot stronger. Yeah. yeah, I mean, everyone there is just, you know, super, like, just super quality players and uh, always just super competitive and always going their hardest, which is a super fun environment to be a part of. And, yeah, it was fun. Well, how did you feel you did? I thought I did all right. Um, <laughs> I mean, there was, there, there was times where, you know, I lost the ball, but um, – yeah, I thought for the first time I did all right. Um, yeah, it was, it was tough. If it makes you feel better. I think you did all right. <laughs> <Shit>. <laughs> is there, uh, Nick, is there anything? I don't want to embarrass you, but I might embarrass you. You got notes in front of you. I want to make sure there's nothing in your notes that you didn't, that you, we haven't hey, talked hey, about. Hey, hold on, hold on. Jeremy had notes too. Yeah, so he don't, did. Don't embarrass <laughs> Nick. <laughs> not, that's what I'm saying. It's not, it shouldn't be embarrassing. Like you want to know, you got you to make sure you have some talking points. Right. Anything that we haven't brought up that you were like, oh man, I wish, I wish they'd ask me. I was, I was, expect, I was expecting to talk about this. Uh, you know, maybe our futures team. I'm, I'm I was going to get right into it. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, talk about our futures team. Go ahead. Um, I mean, it's a team that's, you know, made up of, Guys from, I think, a bunch of different backgrounds. Um, Riverside Rovers. Yeah, Riverside Rovers, exactly. Um, yeah, but it's a super good team. Uh, everyone gets along super well, which I think is super important for kind of the style that we play. Um, and, yeah, super technical players, super super fast. Yeah, I think all around we're, yeah, we have a good team put up. I mean, to this guy, he drafted him. I drafted the team. Yeah, yeah. That's Nick, sweet that you got to draft them. Yeah, yeah. Nick, you were my first pick. I, I build from the sp- the back back forward. Yeah. So I was like, uh, you, you got to have the spine. You need the spine. You say that a lot. Um, but Wait, real real quick, John. Like, I th- I want to talk to Nick about like you said, kids that come from a lot of backgrounds all playing together. That's across the entire futures program. How valuable is it to you, and to to you think other players to 
be exposed to different play styles in that kind of environment and have to adjust to it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think it's I think it's super valuable to be uh, exposed to different play styles because you know when you get when you join a new team, you you never know what their play style is going to be like. So I mean, the more play styles you're exposed to, I think you know the better off you're going to be. And I think that's one of the good parts about the futures program is, you know, all the players come from all over the state, um, which I think helps, you know, every player in the uh, program to be exposed to a bunch of different play styles. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Nick, it was super awesome having you join us. Appreciate you did a great job as your Riverside Rovers mentor coach. <laughs> I look forward to continuing to work with you, yeah. bringing home that title. We're 2-0. and Yeah. Uh, oh, sweet. Yeah. Got to keep going. Got to keep going. We took down the only other undefeated team last week, so yeah. there's that. Mm -hmm. uh, but we are very excited to have you in our club and to carry the Kent name forward and to make it your own now that Max is gone. So thanks so much for being with us, man. Yeah, thanks Hope, for having me on. Hopefully we ease the, the tension as that started from the beginning it's not no, that hard sure. right no no you just talk yeah. about soccer exactly yeah. <laughs> all right we're gonna take a quick break folks and then we'll be back with uh, a little bit different spin we're gonna bring someone on from the brewery are we well are we gonna take a break john or are we gonna one thing i want to talk about is we have been oh we don't have to we've been break. teasing this out we don't to, have to take a break. that we're gonna be talking that we're gonna well, be but let's looking let, back let's say a proper goodbye to nick yeah thank you nick yeah, yeah. thanks for having me on <laughs> <laughs> thanks nick appreciate it thank everyone you. give a hand for nick so we're not going to take a break? No, because we, one of the things we wanted to do was look back on some of the moments from, oh, yeah. from, our, from our podcast Thanks, past and, and, and revisit them a little bit. We've had 200 episodes that has led to a lot of really cool interviews mm -hmm. and, and, and some great conversations with, with, with people. And I think we've, we've got a few of those available, and I want to talk about one in particular. We've got a few on tap, but I want to talk about this one first. Sure. Uh, so let's play... Let's play from, I think it's episode 145. With who? Uh, our, Jimmy Conrad, for some reason, <laughs> decided, decided that he wanted to appear on our podcast, and it was, it was kind of mind-blowing. Yeah. And, uh, and so let's, let's play a little clip from that and talk about, talk about why we thought that was so great. Well, we're going to be mic'd in during this whole thing, so we can, we can talk over. Yeah. Talk over the, the World Cup player. <laughs> I, I love it. I, I'm sad the USL League 2 season just got canceled. I understand why, of course, but I was really looking forward to you know, really helping these guys grow. This is right uh, at the start also of COVID. trying to get results at the same time, which is where we're at, right? This used to be called the PDL, the, the Premier Development League. That's right. And that's what we San try Francisco to emphasize. Glenn's. We're here to develop you. We're here to give you the tools and the insight necessary to continue to scale. You know, we win some games along the way. Great. But, but um, and we, we'd, we'd like to think we were going to, but we still are really trying to focus on the individual and then how they fit into the collective and, and, how to get yeah. them to be adaptable, right? I think that's the big thing. Can you play, not necessarily multiple positions, but can you understand yeah. different tactics? Can you understand different formations? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that's, there's that, a big yeah. gap right. there where some guys have a really hard time. Um, I, I actually don't want to name them school, but there's a really top school of a couple players that came to play for us last year who are such system guys that when, when I asked them to, to play a different <laughs> formation than what they're used to, was UCLA. <laughs> they couldn't do it. They couldn't do it. I mean, I just couldn't believe that, that <laughs> players of this caliber who, who, who have done well at the Division One level, I asked them to move a little bit different than what they're used to, and they just, they're just really uncomfortable. Fall it apart. was really, really fascinating to me. And that's a product. I For mean, sure. that, that sure. happens all the way down to the academy system too, right? You get these academies that, like, the coach is the guy, mm -hmm. and he's got his system, and the kids only know how to play that system. And so when hey, they go on you. to the next, the, next, the next level, all they know how yeah. to do is play possession yeah. soccer or something like that. It is. But, I, that was that was a really cool piece of the conversation when we were talking to because we Jimmy didn't know we were going to be in the USL too, and and now he's in the U. He, yeah, we're in the same league as him. And really, we were just asking him like, what is the benefit 
like that he f- has found in lower league soccer is a guy that's played at the highest level yeah. in in a, in the United States. Yeah. Uh, and and I think that that's funny because Nick Nick said the same thing. Like imagine the the opportunity to be exposed to different play styles to to know that you yeah. am not always going to be this center back in this system that's going to play the ball in this exact way. Yeah. Uh, you know, for 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 one coach or for one guy. So I think I think it's super valuable. And I I thought that God Jimmy talking to Jimmy we could have. We could play five clips from that from that episode. Go listen to it. Yeah, one forty-five episode. One forty-five. Really, really good. I will say there was a little weird audio thing where like we kept stepping on each other. Yeah, that was back in the days when our when our platform wasn't the greatest. <laughs> but uh, but uh, hey, it was all free. But yeah. yeah, we have a couple more clips. We'll play them. Play them. But um, we're gonna take just a quick pause and then we're gonna bring on a, a member of the brewery. Talk to us a little bit about who 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 is Udapils? Who is Udapils? Who is the Oot? Yeah. So take a quick break and we'll be right back with you, folks. probably heard me on the people's pitch so let you know how much i care about the people doing the show because i never want to put my face ever for anything but john asked and you know i like john and i like the show obviously i've been on the show so congrats on 200 hopefully 200 more which means you'll see me on the show at least two more times so congrats Hey guys, I uh, didn't see you there. Hey, I just wanted to wish uh, the people's pitch, John and Nate, congratulations on 200 episodes. Can't wait for another 200. Uh, I'd also like to question Cook's math, but we can do that at another time. Hey, congratulations, guys. Can't wait to go on every episode with you. City for life, brotherhood. Nate and Biz, congrats on episode number 200. Feels like just yesterday. I was tending to a city player after getting hit square in the boys with you guys mere feet away trying to record a podcast episode. Congratulations again. Hope you guys have many more episodes to come and hopefully you've got some good old granddad rants coming our way as well. Cheers, boys. Hey guys, how you doing? Allie Lipscher here. Um, just wanted to say congratulations on your 200th show. Uh, it's amazing what you guys have put together, not only with Minneapolis City and the club, but you've now managed to talk about it for, for hundreds of hours um, and raptured the attention of, of adoring fans uh, all over the country. Um, so congratulations. Looking forward to more great podcasts. Looking forward to supporting the team um, in the USL this year. And she's bored with me. Um, and be well. Miss you guys tons and can't wait to get out and support you at the games. Take care. Here, Sonny. <laughs> All right. Well, up next, we've got uh, Jolien from the brewery from Udapils, where we're at right now. Uh, one of the one of the kit sponsors for our uh, for our futures futures league teams. Joe, thanks for joining us. Thanks for talking about soccer and about beer and all the awesome stuff in the world right now. I'm jealous of the fact that you got the training gear before I did, and it looks great. It looks great. How does it feel? It feels really nice. I really <laughs> enjoy it. So I had to bring it here for this. Mo- moisture wicking. Exactly. So you don't have to worry about the sweat. <laughs> First thing I want to do, Joe, is talk about the brewery. Yeah. Uh, not too long ago, I lived right down the road on the other side of Penn in a former life. Uh, and this was just like not 
the area to be. Like, I think we went, I walked my dogs down to the park, and it was like, that was about as far as we went. Uh, but the neighborhood has changed so much. Like, this isn't just a, this isn't just a complex that has a bunch of rocks thrown through windows anymore. This, right. is, this is a new up-and-coming spot in Minneapolis ever since uh, the last 10 years. What have we added? Utapils. We've added Ladonia. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's so much, so much more coming in, so much in the last decade uh, that, that, is, that is bringing life to, to this area. How did Utapils find itself here? Like, what's the brewery's story, and why, why pick this location beyond the wonderful creek? Um, well, I know one of the original uh, things that were intriguing about this location was what it used to be. Um, so years ago, this was the Glenwood Inglewood water facility. Okay. So they would produce there. There's natural wells here that were uh, enticing to the brewers uh, to see if they were able oh, to so use water quality. Like that. Water quality, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, so having some of those natural features here was kind of a... You know, they're not the first ones that had looked at this property for the purposes of brewing. So okay. um, it was kind of one of those spots in the cities that it's kind of a dot on the map of, of you know, where plate people would want to look if they were going to be doing this. So why, why didn't someone else snap it up? Was there I don't know. I, I don't know a lot of the, the, the back and forth as far as why or how we ended up here versus someone else. But, but you did. But we did. <laughs> we did. Um, and it's really nice, like outside of being able to have such a large tap room and now uh, after a few years having the beer garden be available, mm-hmm. um, it's, it is a nice space and it's kind of in town, in the city, but not in the city. Mm-hmm. So it's got a different vibe and we literally have a wooded beer garden in Minneapolis. So yeah. It's, it's pretty cool. Beautiful. Yeah. And a, like a natural running water next to it. Like I took my, my I, I came here for an early event that we had and then I brought my wife and my kids and my wife's like this is pretty sweet out here. I was like, yeah. And then there's fire pits in the winter oh, and yeah. like, or when, it, or when it gets chilly, like it's a really good destination place to go. If you, if you're looking to just grab a couple beers and sit outside. Absolutely. For sure. I think you know who I'm talking about, but a player's dad just kind of like zoned out watching the Creek. <laughs> like I saw him just kind of walk out of yeah, the I know, woods I know, I know, and I just <laughs> stood there and watched the Creek for a long time. And I was like, that's, it's on that's, brand. That's what it's. That's on brand. That's what it's <laughs> here for. Joe, how about yourself, man? How did you get into the beer life? Um, I've been part of, uh, the Minneapolis brewing scene for, you know, in and around for about 14 years. So, um, yeah, I've been doing a lot of things, doing a lot of larger events with other breweries in the past and, uh, uh, and then managing and then found my way during COVID, you know, needing to find something different. And this mm-hmm. actually turned out to be a really good trans, uh, a place for me to transfer from with the, the skills that I had. So, so you start out in like in, in brewery, but more on the event planning side. No. Well, in the very beginning, yeah. it was all about big events and things like that. When yeah. I, when all the breweries were still pretty small. So the backyard bash with summit doing and those kind of surly things. fast, that kind of stuff. Yep. Yep. Um, so that's kind of where it all started. And then I actually 2014 was in a job where I was being laid off over the winters, kind of a seasonal gig. Mm-hmm. And decided that was the end of it, so I got uh, got in full time and kind of went from there. Nice, and it just stuck. Yep. So, were you before the partnership, or are you a soccer guy? I love watching soccer. I can tell you very little about it. Well, that's that, that's step one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. As long as you like watching it. Yep. Absolutely. So, like, have you have you followed teams before our partnership? Have you followed any teams? Not specifically. I mean, I remember when I was. Uh, I think it was. I don't remember what year it was when the World Cup was here, ni- late 90s, mid 90s, mm-hmm. um, really getting into that and kind of watching the whole series then. 
Um, and I do pick it up from time to time, but I'm, I, like I said, I love watching it. I don't know enough about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, being the fact that you've been in the, in the beer scene, um, we feel like there's a definite correlation between craft beer and, and, so and lower level soccer. Sure, it's yeah. why when we were back in our, our way, way back days, we had Surly as a sponsor, then Summit, and then now, now you guys. It, it just seems like there's always a connection. Would you say that seems to be true? I agree. Totally. Like, it, it, is there anything that you can you can kind of connect the two uh, that we can't figure out why, but maybe someone who's been in beer can can help us connect those dots. I mean, I think you could you, a lot of a lot of uh, especially um, kind of lower level leagues, I guess you could say. Um, you could talk about soccer. You could talk about disc golf. You could talk about like you know ultimate all of these things that biking. are maybe not biking. Yeah, um, not necessarily huge money draws like as far as like. Uh, professional sports go, but um, they're still really popular, and I think a lot of, I think in a lot of ways, a lot of uh, fans maybe didn't really have a place to facilitate going and enjoying those things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it does bring people together for sure. Part and of it too. Breweries have always been a good place to bring people together. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. To me, it feels like. Strong opinions link the two, right? Like that's also true. John, John's got a Manchester United tattoo. On his calf, uh, you know he. Everyone's got their club that they that they support till they till they die or until they find a, a new one. But uh, I, I think the same is true with beer styles or, or breweries, right? Like, yes. I, I've got a few breweries in town that I just I just not gonna go. To. Yeah, know, I'm not gonna too. Not my style. Not gonna go to it. Don't like how they do business. Whatever. Yep. Right. And so it's it's fun to find something that you that you appreciate uh, for what it is, absolutely, and that you can be a huge fan of whether it's beer or soccer. I agree. How cool is it though to have merch out there that that connects those two things, beer and soccer? I, this is amazing. Love it. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad I was able to stumble upon one of these. That that um, training gear, the training gear design, or just Minneapolis City designs in general, are super sick. There's another iteration of this that's a long sleeve with a, a hood. With, with the hood. Do you have, do you have that one? I've, see, I've seen it. I don't have it, but I've well, seen it. if it's around here, steal it from whoever had it. All right, <laughs> they're, they're, those are cool. They are cool. <laughs> Being able to rep like a great brewery and a great team is kind of a bonus. Totally. Uh, really, I mean, hopefully you'll see more and more Udapil's kits. Come, uh, Udapil sponsored kits coming around, coming around in the future. But I'm sure the summer is going to. Summer's going to bring some. We had to start somewhere, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, what type of plans before we let you get out of here? Back to the job. Uh, what type of plans do, do do you guys have in store for this spring and summer? I mean, we have 14 games, so we're going to try to do our best to get here from Augsburg as quickly as possible. But um, you know, is there anything you know that we can talk about to to pack the the creek side or any any places that you guys are going to be this summer that we should make sure we let people know? Well, I mean, kind of. Combining the two for, for, to back up a little bit, um, I think uh, one thing that we will announce eventually, pretty soon here, is uh, we do intend to show as many of the away games as possible. Oh, yeah, away so watch parties. All right. I know there's a few that maybe won't work out, but for the most part, we plan on showing a lot of those here. So always, you know, come and hang out and see those. Perfect. Awesome. Um, we are in the very beginning of an extremely busy summer. Uh, we just had our fifth anniversary a month yep. ago, so going back into talking about the neighborhood and the location October and how it's changed and all those things. Um, so, yeah, five years. Um, we have a very special beer coming out on Tuesday for International Women's Day. Uh, 17 breweries, wim, wim, brewery, wim, women brewers uh, came together and put uh, made this beer uh, for International Women's Day. Oh, so nice. we're going to have a big celebration on Tuesday for that, the 8th. Um, 
we have a craft market this Saturday, um, and then we're rolling into, you know, one of our first big events uh, of the spring is Fruling's Fest, which is May 21st, and that's kind of like a, if you want to think about it as like a spring version of Oktoberfest, it's like a kickoff mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Uh, party, so um, rolling where, into Where those. can folks uh, get that info? Um, all of our social media has is, is got all those things listed. Um, we post things on our website as well. We've got our full calendar of events as, as things uh, pop up. We put them on the calendar on the website. So, um, yeah, again, busy summer. It's going to be a lot of fun. Looking forward to it. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us. I know this is a little different, just all of a sudden hopping on a, a live podcast, but <laughs> uh, we definitely want to celebrate you guys as being one of our sponsors. Thank you so much for letting us use your spaces for, for our meetings, and we really appreciate um, you, guys, you guys being a partner with us, and we will be sending people to everything you guys want us to send, send to. But come on down this summer, folks, and, and uh, in the spring, and enjoy this, this great outdoor atmosphere. But the indoor atmosphere is pretty cool as well. Mm -hmm. So thanks so much for, for being a partner with us. Absolutely. Glad you're here. All right, thanks. Well, we're going to take a quick break, and then we uh, maybe one more clip from the past, and then we got uh, our last special guest who's going to be with us. So stay tuned, folks. Congratulations, Nate, on Survive 200 Podcasts with the only person I've ever known to survive Louisiana River Ear Disorder. Uh, it's a rare feat, the rarest feat, perhaps. So congratulations to you guys both. Uh, here's to 200 more episodes. Keep fighting the good fight. Hey, Nate, Biz, just want to congratulate you guys on 200 awesome episodes with the People's Pitch Podcast. Um, there's always this unique noise you hear in every episode. I thought I would contribute to it. Cheers to you guys on a great 200 episodes. I'll keep listening. You keep providing the great content. Only content that uh, we might need to have a talk with is, I think it's been like 100 episodes since the Chazzle Dazzle's been on. We're going to have to have some talks. Have a great episode, guys. What's up, Biz? What's up, Nate? Calling to say congrats, fellas. 200 episodes is incredible. You guys are the best of the business. You go to it on everything Minnesota soccer. Appreciate you guys. What's up, lovely listeners of the People's Pitch podcast? It's your boy, Papa Panther. Uh, I just wanted to drop in and congratulate John and Nate on 200 episodes. I remember being on one way back when. I don't remember if that was before or after the Milwaukee trip when uh, we got so drunk I tried to polka with John's dad, but... Uh, Anyway, here's to 200 more episodes. Cheers, boys. Hello, John and Nate and the People's Pitch. Congratulations on your 200th episode. It's been a long journey for you guys. It's realistically the only podcast you should be listening to. has the best content. And the most important thing of all, you're hoofing a lot of people, baby. So just once again, I did some math in my little notepad here. Um, with about 200 episodes and 300 people per episode listening, that's about 60,000 times that a person and our listeners have been hoofed. That's a fantastic number. That's probably your greatest achievement and your best feat. So with that, I want to leave you this. Here's your prize. This is a made painting for me on canvas. Uh, I did it myself. It's only about 75% complete, but you can have it. Take care, guys. Congratulations. Hey, what's up? The People's Pitch Podcast. Luke Hawkinson here. Just wanted to reach out and uh, say congrats to uh, Nate and John on the 200th episode huge milestone for you guys congrats 
Um, keep it going, more content to come. We love you guys, keep it up. Um, I know I saw Kevin's, uh, Kevin Hoof's video uh, and he wished you guys more hoofing to come. Uh, I will say that I have been hoofed more than 60,000 times. Um, so you guys got plenty of catching up to do with me and uh, my shins because I've been hoofed plenty. Um, so good luck, uh, keep it going and congrats again. Hey fellas, congrats. We are uh, we are back with the 200th episode, just about to enter our final segment. But John, first what we want to do is talk about another one of our favorite moments from the last 200 episodes that we have done, and uh, hard to hard to put hard to put into words what it means to have a an MLS pro on the show. But we but we did, and uh, so we want to play that clip and talk a little bit about about how awesome that was. I, I would have to say that there, there's nothing that made me happier than when you scored against Minnesota United at, in Minnesota. <laughs> oh, that was, no, that was, that was, that was at, at home. Oh, oh, no, yeah. At, yeah. My place, at our place, the, yeah, the, the next year. Yep, yep, yep. But, I, yeah, I remember starting that game and, and being in Minneapolis and, and coming back, and all of a sudden, you know, I was I, – I think I posted Instagram or something like that, but I was I was in Minneapolis we have the, clip the year before. of – them talking playing about and watching <laughs> and going to get MLS and going to Minnesota Minnesota United games and okay. sitting in in the Gopher Stadium and watching those games and the next year I'm on the field in the starting lineup and, and the the national anthem is playing it that's was, crazy it was unbelievable that was a, a surreal moment for me for sure and then I believe yeah, you ran into some City fans as get, you were uh, oh, leaving yes. I got I got a scarf I got a scarf hanging up in my room <laughs> I, I, have, I have a bunch of uh, a bunch of scars from everywhere I've played hanging up in my room. So that one's, that one's hanging That's there as well, trust. <laughs> nice. And it's funny too, because you can, you can definitely tell that the, the, the media department for uh, Minnesota United puts in there, like that you played for us. And <laughs> like, you can tell they're probably like, but don't mention it. And every time you do something, they mention it on the broadcast <laughs> and it's absolutely hilarious because you can probably tell like, don't mention Minneapolis city, don't mention Minneapolis city. And then all of a sudden you scored and then they mentioned you mm. that you played for us. <laughs> so I can tell you there's a little bit of a cringe there um, by their, uh, their, their PR department that they didn't take you, which would have been the logical choice, I think, because they needed, they needed a guy like you. We've got a, we've got a, we, we've we got to, the yeah, video. We of have that. The, the clip of that. We'll, we'll roll real quick here. Show that go. Technical difficulties. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we'll, sh we'll show that shout out at least I think we're going to show we won't hear it but the folks I can play it back for you I remember he scored again by the way yeah opening weekend yeah absolutely well I mean, real quick on that. Like, I think the the funny thing for me is that I like I I'm in regular contact with Brandon. I, I send him texts. Like, whenever he's doing something good, I like to give him props, and I you know I'm interested in his foundation and things like that as well. Uh, but <laughs> the funniest thing is that he played for us for one summer, and after meeting us and then moving into the MLS, like the first like six conversations out of seven that he had after he was drafted at the draft were about us or from people from Minnesota who were like, oh, so you played with Minneapolis City last year or last summer. And he, he I remember he, he kind of let us know, like, he's like, I, like seriously, what, what the hell? <laughs> like, 
I think I think it means I think it means the club's doing its job. Yeah, right? apparently. But there was like the journalist from Minnesota like popped into his press conference, even though he didn't get drafted by Minneapolis or uh, Minnesota United, and we're like asking him questions about Minnesota. I was like, oh, that's great. But it anyway. ties into it ties into the the last episode one ninety nine where we were just like, why wouldn't you draft certain people? Oh, yeah, yeah. Anyway, well, well, we have another guest on here. Um, it's becoming very hard to find players like our next guest as, you know, age catches up a little bit. Life starts to happen. Uh, but, but a few of them are still able to, uh, to keep performing and, and, and a few, you know, keep the origins going. Our next guest um, needs little introduction, to be honest. Um, City Faithful know exactly who you are. Um, you were voted PLA Best 11 in our, in our inaugural season. You have three NPSL North crowns. Put those on top of your head. <laughs> um, you scored one of the biggest bangers in, in our rivalry match ever in, uh, in our game to, to seal that second title against Duluth. And um, I'm, you know who I'm talking about. You can see him right here. I'm talking sir. about Minneapolis City defender Abdallah Bob. Abdallah, thanks for joining us, man. Yes, sir. You're the closer. Yeah, I'm you're excited. The last, I'm you're excited. The, you're, you're the last person. <laughs> I'm happy to be here. Thank you, guys. Yeah, um, no, this is awesome. Yeah, so you've had some time. You've had some time to uh, kind of see everybody else talk. So now you got you, you know you know the groove we got to get into. <laughs> um, so a as you know, as we know around here, you know the beginning of everything that we've that we've done here has been a little bit different. Everyone's kind of had their own story. You know, you started out at MTA. Yo. You're an MTA guy. Um, after after high school, you went on to Greener Pastures, went to Monroe uh, Junior College for a little bit, Yo. finished up at Post University before kind of making the Twin Cities your permanent home. Yo. Tell us a little bit about your soccer journey for folks that haven't actually met you before outside of just – Cheering on the banger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, as John said, grew up here, played with MTA and played at with the academy team and played under Rob Zolf for um, when uh, MTA initially formed. Mm -hmm. So we started there from 14 to about 18 when I graduated high school. And, yep. yeah, I played at a really high level. It was Always good. Play with like some of the guys who are still. Yeah, who, who was who was all on that on that the last team before you guys went to college? It was quite a few guys that played with Minneapolis City, right? Yep. Yeah. So there's Stiggy. Um, played with TD and a bye the year before. Yep. Um, so they graduated before I did, and they went out, and I graduated with the uh, with Stiggy and those guys. Or I graduated a year before Stiggy, but um, yeah, there was Stiggy and uh, Ian also played Ian? with MTA. You played Duncan. Duncan, yes, yeah. Duncan was on the team, actually. Duncan, yep. who else? He played on the younger team. Mm -hmm. So I played on the older academy team, okay. the U18, um, uh, U18, 17s. And then Stiggy and those guys, they played with the 15s, 16s. And, yeah, no, competition level was always good. So there was a that – was, that was initially, like, really good to be able to be a part of that. And then just – playing under some of, like, really good coaches with uh, in Minnesota at the time. Minnesota, I always feel like, had a really good level. And just getting that exposure was just not really, like, the thing until... Yeah, it really wasn't. Yeah. I, mean, when I mean, back in my day, yeah. you know, like, yeah. uh, uh, Minnesota was a flyover state for us. Like, we, Ohio South, we would, we'd come and we are like, we got a Minnesota team, that's a W. Yeah. But then when I moved here, I was like not the case anymore like yeah. the qualities here and yeah I mean, just the names you mentioned that you that you you played with that was like half of our roster for right. quite a few years <laughs> right yeah no exactly and um so yeah growing up out of that i so initially i graduated a year before i was supposed to and 
with that, so I was supposed to actually go out to Green Bay and play Division One, and things didn't work out at the time because of uh, my ACD score wasn't good enough. And so for me, stupid rules. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, yeah. So for me, it kind of like it initially it was like a frustrating thing not being able to do that, but um, in terms of not having that opportunity right away, I got to, I got a chance to go out to a junior college, which I had no idea about, and. Mm-hmm. Once I got out there, kind of like got into the system a little bit and just being able to play with other players who kind of didn't get that same opportunity. And it was just nice to be able to play with players that came from different cultures and different backgrounds. And like I just didn't have any idea about it, but the competition level was just really good. So Monroe's out east, right? It's in New York. Yep, in New York. Yep, in New Rochelle, New York. And yeah, actually, so I was able to get, playing with MTA, I was able to get uh, the opportunity to talk with the coach, and mm-hmm. they were able to get me out there, and honestly, it was just a really good environment to be yeah. in, and I feel like the difference is with doing the NCAA route than some of those other routes that people don't really know about is, I feel like with the NCAA, like at the NCAA one level at least, like I feel like there's times where uh, coaches can change, like, player yeah. identities. Oh, yeah. You can get so. involved in, like, a real shit yeah. opportunity yeah. real fast. Yeah, no, seriously. This happened to Will. Yeah, Will yeah. Kidd. Happened yeah. to Will Kidd. I mean, look at the guys. Uh, Joey's transferring. Luca. Like, yeah. the guys that are in right now, like, they're all looking for new opportunities because of the where they were at just didn't work. Yeah, exactly. And there's a lot of players that actually, like, want to play the game and, like, care about it. So, you're like, Some, man, my opportunity yeah. was great. Your guy sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it was, it was really good. Got to go out there and, like, got a – it was special just being a part of that group, being able to, like, uh, meet different players and, like, mm-hmm. kind of, like, it kept my drive going in a way. And yes. there was, a, like, a little moment where initially when I went out to college, it felt like, oh, it, it wasn't like this – I didn't have, like, the same drive or whatnot. But, um, yeah, just going out there and, like, Playing with within that culture and like being around those kind of guys and nice. so kind of like brought it it's, back. So it's probably classist of me, but that really was something that surprised me. Like calling games and knowing that you know there is uh, there are junior college players that can that can produce at the NPSL level. Yeah, no, and and you know yep. I sh- probably shouldn't be surprised at that, but it was it was eye opening to see to see just how many. Yeah, especially well, on the Minneapolis City roster because yep. you're yeah. the only one that there's a JUCO. Uh, Currently, Product. I mean, yeah, because after Whitney left, I think it was you were the, you were the only person who went the junior college route. But yeah. I mean, you look about look at it also as like Division three players playing in the pros, NAIA players. Like the the perception that you have to go Division one, yeah. like people think of that early on. But then when you go the alternative routes, you're like, hey, yeah, like, no. you don't have to go that way. Yeah, no, it was huge. It was really huge, and um, I think that's kind of like the same culture that like I picked up within Minneapolis City is like when you're playing here for, like, a lot of the younger, younger guys, like, coming in when you're playing, like, getting out of college especially, like, it, it still, like, gives you, like, that drive and, like, that motivation mm-hmm. to, like, actually, like, want to be part of a good culture. And that's what Minneapolis City gives. So, nice. Yeah, I know. We'll, we'll talk about that in a little bit here. Yeah. I, yeah. So year one, you, come, you came in to join the first ever Minneapolis City team as, yeah. we, as we were competing the, the PLA. Yeah. How did you get involved with that team I know. I know. Part of that was you needed to be boarded because even though you were from here, like you, yeah. you weren't you weren't living here currently anymore. That sort of thing. Like, what was it like coming back, basically back home, and joining up with this club that really you didn't 
that was brand new that you didn't know anything about? Yeah, no. At first, there was a. Uh, I didn't know what to like. I didn't know how to like take it. Um, <laughs> but, That's what um, everybody says. Like, I don't yeah. know. <laughs> yeah, no. I was just like, okay, soccer. Bam, I'm in. Like, yeah. and at the time, I was just finishing out JUCO and kind of like trying to figure things out where I was gonna go to once I transferred from from there. Um, and Keith Kicker reached out to me, just basically asking how if I wanted to join. Uh, semi-pro or amateur professional team, like kind of yeah. like getting up and started. And like I said, when I saw it, soccer, You're like, like sure, get me in. Let's do yeah. It. <laughs> yeah, and um, like I at the time I didn't know that I was wanted to come back to Minnesota, but that was the thing that pretty much like solidified it. Um, because I was just gonna stay out East Coast and kind of like figure things out. And there's opportunities like Minneapolis City out <laughs> out there. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and um. I was like, yeah, just going to try and figure things out. wanted to go overseas and go play, but at the time I didn't have my citizenship, so trying to, like, get all that sorted out. You had a lot to figure out, yeah, man. Yeah, <laughs> no, 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 seriously. Yeah, it was, it was, it was huge. Um, but, yeah, once he reached out to me saying that he would basically help me with, like, getting set up and he knew a family that was able to get me to be able to, like, stay with them and the team would be able to sp- uh, help sponsor that, um, just made the decision that I wanted to come. And so made that decision. And the family I was able to stay with were just really amazing people, and I'm still in very close contact with them. And you stay yeah. with Matt Matt Gway yeah, as yeah, well, yeah? Yeah, Matt Gway, oh, cool. who also played on So the did you guys have, time. like, a room you shared, or did, like... Yeah, no, so we did, <laughs> yeah, we shared a room. It was kind of like a little apartment itself, but it was like a one-bedroom thing within, like, a... It was like a studio thing, yeah, but right. it, was a, it was a nice studio. Yeah, um, yeah so we shared a be- uh, bedroom together for about three to six months and yeah. kind of like went from there. Nice. But yeah, no, it was good. It was really good. Honestly, like really amazing people. And I, I got a chance to meet them. I, don't, I didn't know them very well and I, yep. I didn't have a lot of interaction with them, but they were all, all awesome when yeah. I met them. Like just salt of the earth people who are like, hey, you know, if we can help out with anyone with what we have to offer, then we will help out. Yeah. You know, That's yeah, amazing. No, yeah, they're amazing. Um, yeah, so that happened and like just when I got back to Minnesota, everything kind of like started like, to like work. Put uh, yeah, coming together, and it's falling, falling yeah. coming yep. together. Yeah, yep. mm-hmm. you, uh, you, you're a graduate of Osseo High School, yep. which people would know. Uh, our Wembley place, year, yeah, it was our place where we won our second <laughs> con- second conference championship. Yep. Uh, quite a drive up there, but we still we still were able to do it. Uh, but we won that championship on the back of the banger that John mentioned against Duluth. <laughs> uh, what did it feel like? I mean, you not only scored that type of goal in your own in like your your own <laughs> house that you'd played in for so many years, but uh, you did it in such a crucial match. Yeah, no, honestly, like, the thing is, so, go, went to Osseo High School, and honestly, I didn't really get a chance to play that much uh, throughout my high school career, because I had got a few, few nicks, like, little injuries, like, yeah. ankle injuries and whatnot, and never really got a chance to play there, and... Oh, okay. Yeah, so, that, when I was, that moment just felt amazing. It all clicked. Yeah, no, it, it really <laughs> did, and the moment... I just I, I just couldn't believe that they gave me that much space to like work with and yeah. once I hit that shot honestly it just felt so smooth just coming <laughs> off my boot I I just had a feeling that it was gonna go in um but yeah no I didn't get a chance to actually play at Osseo so that was like something that was huge for me to be able to like play uh play there and like just making that goal was I mean that like it was like the Everything like the the cloud the sea of, parted. The sea parted, and then it was a, they mean, just gave Abdallah space. Like, 
Like, okay. No one, no one stepped to you for like thirty-five yards. Yeah. No. And then all of a sudden, like it was like, oh well, he can shoot it. <laughs> and then, then it just you hit it, and it was you couldn't hit it any further, any, yeah. any further than the sweet spot that you all hit it. <laughs> the funny thing is, is that goalkeeper was the German kid. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Who now like plays like in the USL. Oh wow. And he oh, was real? he was voted the NCAA like two years late. A year and a half later from that moment, yeah. he was voted the best goalkeeper in NCAA Division One for University of Kentucky. Wow. Yeah. Like, wow. put some weight yeah. on, but we, we ended up slotting four goals past him, <laughs> so fuck that guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, it was uh, – and I felt like just – after that moment, it kind of, like, opened the game up a little bit. And oh, yeah, absolutely. Just, yeah, it just made it so much more easier then, to kind of play. Because Matt saved the penalty then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yep. yep. Abdallah, I have here in my hand one of last year's issues of Oh, When the Crows, <laughs> our zine featuring you, hey. in, in which you talk about getting into modeling recently, which sounds really fun, sounds rewarding, yep. especially as a player of a sport and where, like, Soccer is so tied to fashion, yeah. right? Whether it means kit designs, whether it means uh, training gear, all that stuff. How has how has that been going for you? And is being involved in soccer kind of a big part of that? I would definitely say so. Um, and I feel like when you play soccer, there's just like there's this kind of thing that you gotta have gotta have this like swagger kind of like about you, yeah. and mm -hmm. it kind of like carries over. Juice. Yeah, <laughs> it kind of like carries over. Um, <laughs> Yeah, no, so I've, yeah, I've been doing that for the past year now and uh, working the modeling agency is named Suna and it's been going really well. Like, um, just opportunities like meet different people and just like be different parts of things and I've always been, I always felt like I've been like kind of like a huge person into like fashion and so, yeah, I was able to get a good opportunity in it and, but I really do think soccer has a, also like kind of like a huge help within, within that. Did you ever uh, did you ever connect with with Miles Stockman Willis over over fashion actually, and, and actually, the love yeah, of fashion? I haven't, which is crazy. Yeah, yeah, he's got a his own. I mean, he makes his own clothes. And yeah, he's no, so he, into that. <laughs> yeah, I know he does like a lot of his like own modeling thing when within like the stuff that he creates. He mm -hmm. wants to like kind of have more control of that, but yeah. I totally like understand it. Um, Sometimes you always need to stand in, right? Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> so. So we're going into the sixth season of operations. It's very rare at this level that you get a player for more than two years with a team, and now you're going on six. No, yeah. um, special. You've seen you've seen us as a startup to today. Now we got three teams, futures program. Uh, the gear is different. Uh, we've joked with Andy like the old that old <laughs> T-shirt that was like forty pounds when he sweated in it. Um, we have twelve coaches on staff. <laughs> Tell us what it's been like to be part of that evolution. I mean, it's Man, it's got to be unique. Honestly, it's been really special. I can't even lie. Like it's <laughs> been really special. Like just within each year, it's been growth. There's yeah, different. been growth happening. Yeah, yeah, and just from like the way how things were, whether it's from like the stadium we were playing in to how we were running things. Some days we would have, like I remember in the first season, like there would be days where there would be a lot of guys out or like that couldn't make it and we would have to have coaching changes or like just something or going like on. Or like Jeremy and I would step in <laughs> and play. Yeah, yeah, no, seriously. <laughs> yeah, um, so yeah, it's, 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 been a, it's been huge. There's been a lot of special things going on in the back as well, not just on the playing stands, like, I know you guys have been doing just so much work to just get everything going and progressing. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, no, it's been really special. Like, 
uh, just the commitment from like also everybody like there's more of a a, a mental mindset that's kind of like been set now also too to some of the guys like mm-hmm. coming in and there's actually just the whole structure of it like it's more organized as well too mm-hmm. so yeah no it's been really good man now that's you're it. now you're at the training house yeah you got you got a pass today yeah. drink a couple yeah. beers with us yeah but, <laughs> but the team's at the training house now it's doing performance training with tco thank shout out to our sponsor twin city orthopedics yeah oh. TCO. Uh, they stopped by oh, yeah. a little they bit did. earlier yeah stop by said hello but like now there's a performance training aspect to it. Like, it seems like, you know, we try to give something as a club every year back to the player. Yeah. Because if, if you're not treated right, then who's going to play, yeah. right? Like, right. so it's making sure that the, the, the players are the focus of it. We've talked to some, some club owners before. We had the guys from Denton who won the MPSL come on, and they said the same thing. Like, yeah. treat your guys well, and they will come back. And they will, they will first off, they'll play well. Yeah. They'll come back, but they'll also – word of mouth to the other players that are quality and like that I feel like that's kind of how it's been grown over the years. Jeremy yeah, no. Jeremy says that's already that's happening with the kids. Yeah. The kids are talking about city. The kids are talking yeah, about no, city. Honestly it's like really crazy. So um I'm uh so I just actually like I'm I just got my real estate license and my mentor, she oh, has nice. a son and like the other day I just went to their house and uh he just came up to me while I was like just over there and he's like Man, I can't believe you play for Minneapolis. City. Oh, really? That's yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, no. He has like a skateboard, and on the back of it, it's uh, it's a sticker. Yeah, it's the co. It, nice. <laughs> yeah, sweet. It's like, no, it's uh, <laughs> it was made from a n- company over in Northeast or something. Like they did the drawing and whatever, did yeah. the artwork on it. And yeah, he has this thing. He came up to me with the skateboard, asked me if I could like sign it, and just You're like, yeah, yeah, worlds no, collide, yeah, man. No, wow. honestly, it was, it's super, it's super <laughs> awesome, and um. I just feel like, yeah, no, just the growth of the club and the organization mm-hmm. has been just really good. And not also that, but, like, for for me personally, like, having started within that and just being around everybody and seeing all the faces that have, like, come in and have gone and whatnot, um, you just meet all around good people. And it mm-hmm. kind of, like, it helps you with personal life, too, not just whatever, not just, like, the soccer aspect of it or just – Whatever's going on there, um, but yeah, no, I, it's, it's been amazing. It's been amazing. So Abdallah, because you've been around for so long, I want to ask something. I don't think we've, I don't think I've ever asked anyone so far on this team. What would you say has been one of the more difficult challenges that the team has faced over the last six seasons, and how have you guys met it together? Honestly there might be more difficult challenges now than there were before with obviously like before it was trying to figure out how to kind of like make this whole thing happen. Mm -hmm. But now is the fact that everything is kind of like up and going and like running is getting all the play, like getting like actually like good competition and like that word of mouth and like getting players to come in and like try out is probably the most difficult thing, especially for the coaches trying to, like, figure out what to do with all these pieces and getting everybody involved where you have to deal with all these types of egos. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that's the I tough think, part. I because it's true. <laughs> yeah, I think that's probably going to be – that's probably the hardest part, especially, like, now going forward into the new season with getting into the USL 2 and – just trying to just make the whole thing work out. Yeah, it's um, gonna be difficult. Yeah, <laughs> that's why I'm I'm out of that side now. 
So yeah. the, the staff for. <laughs> yeah. No, but I think you're right. I think it's um, I, I think it. We actually have a little bit more of a difficult challenge than we did in the beginning. I mean, <laughs> obviously, maybe maybe like not year one that was really hard. Yeah. No. But like year two, I think this coming year is going to be more challenging than year two for sure. Yeah. Um, but I, I do have a question. I mean, you're, you know. You, we haven't announced that you're on, on the team yet, but I don't. I don't want to. If you're if you're at the training house, you're on the team. Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to like blow your uh, your big announcement that's going to be on on social media one day. But like, I, I and I don't want to talk about like the other players that aren't you because you're competing with them for for minutes. But no. like, since you've been here for such a long period of time, like, what's the next gen type of player been like? Like moving in to the new the next generation as yeah. you, as you and and the older guys kind of handed off to those guys and it, are there any players that are coming in that you're you're kind of excited about f- to take that over or, or even more like is are there any do the, these new players have something that maybe players in year 1, year 2, year 3 didn't have I'll definitely say they have probably more of like there's probably more of a technical ability mm-hmm. but I also feel like some just need more of like a confidence growth and yeah. just just know it's a process and just keep going. That's that's really it. But um, yeah, as for like the guy, yeah, I, I just think like you just gotta keep going. I, like I know a lot of players like now nowadays there's more competition. So mm. and a lot of guys are like getting more like training work, get uh, getting more training work done. But at the end of the day, it's like the mindset mindset thing. Um, there's definitely been a few guys that have looked really good um, that are still in college and that are probably on the future team that I've seen. Mm-hmm. But I, th- I still think it's more of a, a mindset thing. Dude, the OGs just still, still got it, though. <laughs> <isn't> it? <laughs> yeah, I know, for real. It's yeah. all up here. It's <laughs> yep. not down here. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> Abdallah, man, it's been, it's been really great to have you. I, I can't believe we haven't had you on the podcast at all since, since, since today. Um, yeah, but, no, I but it doesn't matter. This is a big one. This is a big one. This is a big debut. So thank you so much. We're really excited for, for your sixth season with Minneapolis City. Um, really happy to celebrate your career tonight. And, uh, and we just wish you the best of luck this summer and thank in the future. You. Thank you. Thank you. I'm excited as well. I'm really excited. I'm excited for the future, and I'm excited to progress and see what's coming. All right, awesome. Well, thanks. We're going to take a quick break, come back with uh, – a little bit of closing efforts. Yeah. So thank you, Abdallah. Thank you, everyone before Abdallah. And we'll be right back. So that's an amazing achievement for the pod and the club. Um, very happy for both of you. Thanks for putting out the content for not only the fans, but us former players and current players, because it uh, gives us another outlet to talk about soccer, the club, and just our overall passion. So I absolutely love it. I do have one comment that I have to say is is I hope that you guys have some time coming up in the next couple episodes because I'd love to come back on. Um, Not only do I love saving shots as Big Game James, but you guys give me an outlet for another hidden talent of mine talking. So um, congrats to you both. Hope to talk soon and uh, go Crows. Biz and Nate, congratulations on 200 episodes. I'm not sure what's more impressive. The fact that you guys can count that high or they've given you a platform to speak 200 times. In all seriousness, though, congrats, and here's to the next 200. Cheers. What's up, everybody? Ian Smith here, coming at you from Oslo, Norway. Just wanted to, to stop in real quick, give a huge congratulations to John and Nate uh, for 200 episodes of The People's Pitch. Uh, it's amazing. seems like The People's Pitch is just like everything else about Minneapolis City. It just keeps getting better and better every single year. Really enjoyed the first 200. Hopefully, here's to the next 200 great episodes as well. 
Uh, even though I'm not a part of the squad anymore, I'm still grateful to have been a small part of a bigger history of something so wonderful like Minneapolis City. So sending you guys a bunch of love. I'll always be a fan from here and peace out. What's up, guys? Just wanted to congratulate you on the 200 podcast. That's a, a big achievement. Can't believe people are still listening, but you know you guys are doing something right. So so definitely keep it up. Uh, with all jokes aside, it's an incredible milestone. Um, you know the the content, the banter, um, everything that gets talked about is is absolutely gold. So um, wish you guys the best of luck. Keep going, keep pushing, and don't be shy and come visit down here in sunny Florida. What's up, Biz and Co? Uh, this is Mark Height here. Played for the Crows for two years. Um, Biz wanted me to share a little funny story I had. So the first thing I thought of was the first time I got to play against Duluth. Uh, hadn't really worked my way into the team, you know, sheet as, as frequently as I wanted to just yet, but, but Adam needed someone to go and play center mid. I don't really play center mid, you know, five minutes left on the clock. We're up by a goal at this point. So I run in, I asked Steve Ian Smith, you know, what should I do, man? Like, who should I pick up? He's like, just fucking run around. I don't care. And, you know, so that's what I did for for the last five minutes or so. We ended up picking up three points, so good times. Congrats on episode 200, City fans, Crows supporters, everyone who listens in. It's been a blast to see you guys grow so much over the last several years and to have been a part of it all the way when we go back to the barnyard, the knee-high grass with Ian Smith, Matthew Gway, all the fun times that we had there traveling and being a part of this podcast all the way through has been amazing and this team is going to continue to grow and do great things in the next year i'm excited to watch all the way from arizona congratulations again guys peace hey guys congrats on 200 episodes um in honor of your achievement i decided to take a trip somewhere a little warmer in minneapolis um, but 200 episodes awesome milestone uh looking forward to the next 200 hey everyone brandon by here just want to say congratulations on the 200th podcast I remember my time on, a lot of laughs, a lot of fun. Uh, cheers, and here's to 200 more. Hey, what's up, you guys? Hey, congrats on the big 200 to the most popular and also the most controversial broadcast duo in the history of the lower league E-Cup. Uh, you know, it feels like just yesterday I was waking up to six-paragraph emails about you guys being a disgrace to competitive FIFA. Yeah, that's a title I think I'm okay with you guys having, and I know you guys feel the same way. So keep being weird, keep being funky, and can't wait to keep following along. Congrats again. Hey, guys. Uh, Patrick Hodgins here from Milwaukee, Bavaria. Get out of here, Patrick. <laughs> so harsh with the – this. that's what I was talking about earlier. We're like, hey, yeah, people – we look at what all of the stuff we've done. And it's just like, yeah, but I guess people hate it sometimes, but that's okay. You know what? what? Do? Screw them. <laughs> If you're that if you're that in a if watching competitive FIFA, yeah. then uh, get a light. Then we are and our vibe <laughs> is not for you. No, it's not. Uh, welcome back. We're gonna wrap up this 200th episode of the People's Pitch with a couple of our favorite, a couple more of our favorite moments from past shows. John, the first one is from one of our most recent shows, and uh, and we interviewed the founder our spa, of our sponsor, FootballStadiumPrints.com, mm-hmm. and we were talking a little bit about like. What makes what he does so great? Yeah. Let's take a listen. At this point, I'm living in England, living in London. When I start looking at the non-league uh, football. What a great episode. Thousands of teams. And there's, mm-hmm. so there's millions of fans all for these teams that are out with the ones that, that where all the money is. Joined us. So it's, you do. They're so grateful. They're so like, what the hell? 
why, 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 why are you doing our club? And I'm like, well, why not? Why not do something for you guys? Your grounds are amazing. Just because they're not 76,000-seater, uh, like, incredible domes. They're like, they've got character. They mean something to the community. They mean something. They're just as important to the fans of those smaller yeah. clubs than they are to the Manchester United's and Chelsea's of the world. And, and so... Chelsea, um, Chelsea's a sore subject right started, now. Well, it wasn't that I started concentrating on them. They were just fun to do because you were seeing it in the, the, the pitches and the towns of these places in England that I'd, quite frankly, never even heard of before. And you <laughs> had never heard of. And you get to... You find... I still try to always... It's difficult sometimes because sometimes the, 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 the grounds... There's nothing to them other than stands. And it's sure. just... Mm-hmm. It's just kind of just like... A, a field in the middle of a of a city block. Yeah. yeah. So you kind of sometimes you just have to go with doing a stand, but with the smaller ones, there's always something. There's always yeah. a big church, or there's something. There's like a big uh, factory building that means something. The like at Halifax Wanderers up in Canada. I was like, the thing that they stood out was just this huge hospital, and I was like, I'm not sure if I want to put that in, but they all went no area it's a huge employer in the area it means something to us i'm like well who am i argue if that's 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 the thing that makes your area tick in more ways than one and then we go for it i think it, it's amazing that it all started too just from that really hedge. clever insight that <laughs> every every club has a hedge yeah <laughs> right and and, yeah. and and i think i think that was really it's gold it is emotionally cool. yeah. insightful of you to to understand that there's a there's a value to those to those icons, whatever you know, whatever scale they may be at, you know, from yeah. from club to club. And it turns out turns out there's a value of that all over the world. Dude, that was such a great episode when we found out like that this guy via health problems and COVID decided to move to the Cayman Islands and start making soccer related things for a living. Yeah. And it all started around the fact that his club in Scotland had a hedge around the field and he wanted to make something special for that. Yep. And it just went from there. And then we were the first North American team that he found. Like how awesome is that stuff, man? That that's what like, I feel like makes the club, but just to validate it through, like we didn't know he was going to say that. Like, we didn't know anything about him, honestly. No, <laughs> no, we were just like, we better have the sponsor on. Yeah, like, we've got to have the sponsor on. And, like, I had interacted with Steve a, a few times through email, never talked to him on the phone or called him or anything like that. But, but man, like, I encourage everyone to go back to, uh, what episode was that? 193. 193 and check that out. Yeah. It was, I mean, it was such a special one because, like, he literally put his whole entire life into this because he was so sick of working for the man. Mm-hmm. And so insightful, too. I mean, I mean, he had, when you talk about his career, like he had so many jobs, odd jobs. What are you working in? Well, Banking. And no, it was called, uh, whatever like HR is, but in, in, <laughs> in, in what the Brits call it. It yeah. sounded something funny, and I had no idea it was ever called that. Um, pensions. He pensions. worked in pensions. He worked in pensions. <laughs> and uh, anyway, I, li- I, liked that. I liked that conversation a lot, and I think that that one, that one really drives home the heart of why anyone loves Minneapolis City, but really why they love any any local club that they can relate to and, mm-hmm. and find some find some identity in. We got one more. Yeah, we have one more, John. And I think this one is, this one's close to your heart. 
Uh, you got a chance to talk to your dad who has lived soccer, soccer his whole life, uh, emigrated from Germany, uh, came here to the States, birthed you and your sister. <laughs> and, birthed uh, you. Yeah. Actually, my mom did. Well, right, but right, like, that's uh, true. Spawned but, uh, you. Yeah, spawned me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and your sister. And, uh, and I think he's just, he just had such an amazing... Amazing story about what soccer used to be like in Germany. When a two-parter. Was, when he was a small. We, it, was, it was a two-parter episode because, because we focused on a lot about his history and the soccer history of, of Germany, both pre and post Coming here. World War II and how mm-hmm. he got here, and then kind of his take on today and what's going on. But I think this, this clip is about the olden days, isn't it? Yeah. I love it. 108 and 109. Check it out. My soccer career started back in Germany where I was born and I was there for 10 years of my life. And Can you imagine being a 10 year old coming on a boat across the ocean? Baden-Württemberg, oh. uh, for those of you that are familiar with Germany. But my time there was uh, basically I kind of grew up in this small village and uh, soccer was my only sport. <clears throat> I enjoyed it from the very beginning. Uh, but it was not organized soccer like you see today. It was basically getting together with other classmates or friends. We had basically one soccer ball for <coughs> the entire you know, uh, group that we had there. And uh, my God, if we ever lost it, uh, we were just about uh, uh, done with. Uh, it was time for a new sport. That's correct. A uh, new sport at that point. It's the rich and, kid and who had the ball. One boy had the soccer ball. The rich kid in the uh, village had the soccer ball. So uh, he didn't play very well, but we dragged him along anyway because he had the ball. So, But uh, we grew up, uh, again, not like you see today where children you know from three years on up are already in somewhat organized uh soccer presentations and and uh, paying for it and paying for it also yes (laughs) believe me we didn't pay for it uh whatsoever but what you know what we learned was uh and we didn't have uh other coaches or other senior players that were around us it was just learning, you know, kicking the ball around. Sometimes we weren't on the field. We just uh, ended up, uh, you know, in kind of a, the front uh, street where we bounced the ball up against a, a building. And, um, you know, sometimes when I see uh, these kids in Brazil or Argentina and their small villages, I said, my God, you know, that's kind of how, <laughs> yeah. uh, that's how we did it also. So it was basically the, the free play model, no structure, just getting out there, trying things, just kicking the ball and, and kind of latching onto it. Correct. Yes. And that's kind of how we did it. Um, <clears throat> we had no formal games against other play uh, against other teams. And, uh, so, but I, I grew up with it. <clears throat> My brother was the next, uh, he was the higher boy in the family, and uh, he, he grew up he was always with soccer higher. as well. <laughs> My senior brother up ahead of him uh, didn't play much soccer whatsoever, so it was just the two of us in our family. Uh, and beyond that, my 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 father was not the one that got us into the sport and drove us uh, heavily into that. It was on our own that we got to love the sport. How I, great is that? I mean, like, what are the what are the chances that any of us gets to gets to talk to our dad about their about their life in such depth and a, a, especially about something that <laughs> I know that you're. 
both so passionate about. So that was those were two great episodes that you kind of did on your own, and then we went back and talked about them a little bit and yeah, had some discussion around. Well, a little bit of context. Two two bits of context. One, this is our producer Tyler. Everyone. Oh, hey Tyler. Hey. Uh, Tyler makes all this shit work, <laughs> uh, and now he's getting some some FaceTime. So. This is his face. Now, be yes. quiet. Let, let us finish. Uh, <laughs> um, the second context was is that my, my dad actually had a, uh, like a, a, a pretty extensive surgery on his brain to remove uh, a mass. Um, long story short, very invasive surgery. Not too long before that, that we, we, we had the, um, the, the interview. And, you know, part of it was like, is it, are the are the dots going to connect because of the surgery? Um, and it was like everything came back. Yeah, it was kind of like a it, it was so awesome to see. But I learned one thing from talking to him is that like even back in the day, you just had to have a rich kid friend. <laughs> <laughs> like everyone's got to have right. one friend who's got money. Everyone, everyone needs a friend that plays for MTA. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> they got the ball. Yep, exactly. Uh, but the free play model that that is still still there yeah i mean i think i think there's a difference between free play and, and free play free play and, and play that is free free of cost play right of cost, like it's yeah. just like hey yeah. kids show up they play they're without rules they play without supervision you just play you, soccer you just play soccer and figure yeah. it out yeah and absolutely. it's super valuable at a young age and it's never changed it's gonna continue till the end of time that that's how you get comfortable around a soccer ball just kicking it around manipulating it, seeing how it works, and that or, like the you don't have to pay a ton to, to play. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're getting we're getting down to the end here. This is Nate. it. This is it. Um, it's been a very special episode, the two hundredth episode of the People's Pitch, I think. I think they, we have to thank you to all of our guests, Coach Jeremy, Andy Laurie, Nick Kent, not Max Kent, Nick. a new Kent in yep. town, Nick. Uh, Nick did well uh, for his first ever podcast. Yeah. There were a lot of nerves. Everyone was nervous, was nervous. except for us, right? Yeah. Uh, and then, then I, was, I was nervous. Yeah, and, yeah. The producer <laughs> was nervous. Uh, and obviously Abdallah Ba, who who was the anchor there. Thank you to the citizens for being here. Uh, thank you for all of you at home who were watching. Thank you to our sponsors. We didn't really mention our sponsors. They were kind of running through footballstadiumprints.com. Steve, you're a legend. Or a hedgend. Ah, that's <laughs> sweet. <laughs> I like that. Um, we like to thank Utapil's Brewing Company for letting us letting us occupy their space. Uh, we also need to thank Pence Homes. Mm-hmm. Uh, who else? We've we Stimulus. Have? Stimulus Athletic. Stimulus Athletic. Southside yeah. Barber Lounge. Sure. Um, everyone who who is has been part of uh, Minneapolis City as well as as People's Pitch. We thank you for that. But thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Uh, you know, again, thank you to footballstadiumprints.com. If you're in the market for supremely curated soccer-focused graphic design on anything from mugs to T-shirts, head on over to footballstadiumprints.com and fill up your cart. You can even get a, an NFT. Get, what? Get in the NFT game with those guys. Uh, if, if you follow them on Twitter, you'll see some really cool stuff uh, that Steve's putting out. Um, so don't forget to use the, the, the code CROWS10 for 10% off on everything uh, that you purchase there uh, outside of those non-fungible fun, fun, fung, tokens. Uh, and remember, all U.S. orders ship right here from the United States, so no pesky international shipping charges. So if I've said it once, I've said it 200 times exactly. Minneapolis, why did you throw us in there? <laughs> God what? damn it. Minneapolis City is a 501c3, uh, so consider getting your tax-deductible donations and charitable gifts to the club that loves uh, to give back. Um, what do you have here? This wonderful ship that has 
we built the float. I don't, I don't know. know. You did I this. I don't know. Anyway, anyways, um, give to the club that loves to give back. If you're interested in getting a hold of us, we made it pretty simple through club uh, on Twitter at MPLSCitySC, through the show at the People's Pitch, or via email mcscpodcast at gmail.com. Still messed it up, Nate. Still messed it up. 200 times, still messed it up. And also, complain, complain to the club at MPLSC on Twitter. Don't. Um, I mean, yeah, don't, nothing to complain about today. But uh, that is all for this week. We will be back next week to talk many of the 